There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. Welcome to the Geek Generation. I am your host, Rob Logan, and this week's episode is our full-on discussion of Avengers Infinity War. I am joined by Mike Volby. I am here. And Paulo. Why is Mike Volby? Oh. <laughs> oh. Not why am I here, but why am I? Why are you? Why are you? We're getting there already. <laughs> Geeks, assemble. In just a moment, we will be hopping into the spoiler room, mm-hmm. which, if you are not familiar, is the place where we go to talk openly and honestly and spoilery in full detail for the entire movie. We're going to ruin absolutely everything. Not ruin it. That would be the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to undermine the entire movie, and we're going to ruin absolutely everything in it. We're going to pick it apart to yeah. the point where you will hate it and ask for a refund. <laughs> uh, and once we're in the spoiler room, everything is fair game. We can say anything that we want. We're going to talk about the movie as a whole, what we thought about it, all the little details. So if you have not seen Avengers Infinity War yet, I highly recommend that you go check out the movie. Unless you're a spoiler junkie and you just want to hear all the things before you go or you don't plan on going. I don't know. Whatever your fetish is. Uh, but we're going to... Hop in the spoiler room. Men in spandex and leather. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of that going on in this movie, too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to hop in the spoiler room right now. Access, Access granted. granted. Welcome. All right. Avengers Infinity War. How many times have you seen it, Mike? I saw it twice. Once with you and then once with Ashley and a five-year-old. Yeah. Which was a unique take. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, how about you? I've seen it once. Yeah. But I've read enough about it to have Mm. seen it. Just like, I don't know. I saw it once, but since I saw it, I have not stopped being consumed with it, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's hard to avoid. I mean, everybody's doing something about it now, so Mm -hmm. it's like. You know, like the articles, other people's podcasts, like it's in, it's in unavoidable at this point. Absolutely. Uh, I've seen it twice as well. I saw it once on opening night and then literally two days later yeah. with you. So uh, I haven't seen it in like a week, but I did go through and kind of outline the entire movie. Nice. So as we do uh, on a lot of these spoiler rooms, we're just going to kind of go through things the way they happened, mm-hmm. give our take on things as we saw them. So uh, I guess we shouldn't waste a ton of time because no. yeah. we got a two and a half a, hour movie and yeah. a four hour podcast. <laughs> right, <laughs> Let's <that's> do right. <laughs> when the discussion is longer than the movie, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot to unravel. So uh, we start off by seeing the Asgardian ship or yeah. more correctly, the remains right. of the Asgardian ship. We saw this in the post credit scene at the end of Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, what is that big ship? 
that's in front of the as and it's like the yeah. Asgardian ship is big, and then we saw this yeah. massive Hulk of a ship. I know. Yeah. That, that seems like the wrong oh, hey, seems like the, the wrong adjective to use, but yeah. So <laughs> uh, there's a massive ship in front of it, and yeah. uh, the Asgardian ship actually looked to be split in half. So I've also listened to like a lot of podcasts mm. and read a lot of things, and I didn't notice it at first, but mm. the ship was split in half. So based on what's going to happen soon we can be confident that maybe half of the Asgardians are still alive. The ones that were like, wait, where's Valkyrie? Mm-hmm. Where's, uh, oh, right. where's yeah. Korg? I yeah. just assumed that they were <clears throat> were dead. Right, right. Which maybe they are, which I don't think is the case. No. But we can safely assume that those who we were worried about were probably on the other half of that ship. Um, we see uh, a scene here where Hulk pops in. Yeah. After we see that Thor is kind of like on the ground next to Thanos, kind of mm-hmm. defeated, and Loki gets to bring up a line from the past, mm-hmm. saying that we have a Hulk. Yes, mm-hmm. Hulk jumps in, does Enter the whole Hulk, boom, boom, left. boom. Yeah. Um, at first, I was like, Thanos is overpowering the Hulk. I know Thanos is powerful, but then mm-hmm. I was like, oh wait, he has the power gem of yeah. the power right. stone. Of course, he's overpowering Hulk right now. So he's got the purple stone locked in. Right, which is the only reason, because Hulk is arguably the strongest being in, like, the universe. But then Hulk just gets the dog shit beaten out of him. He does. And it's partially because Thanos actually knows how to fight. Yeah. So, like, you can see it. Like, Hulk is just like, and then Thanos is just, like, an MMA fighter. Right. Like, Like, he's just dismantling him with all these punches, and it's like a jarring sort of reminder that yeah. like, he's like the most powerful being and it also it, there's that moment where the hulk realizes it too mm-hmm. he steps back and there's that look that you've never seen the hulk yeah. have before like holy crap i just got like i got caught with a hook yeah and it hurt yeah you know because i mean he fought thor yeah how many times and even in the first avengers movie they had their you know they're going at it and yep uh ragnarok and he could take a beating but Thanos clearly with this glove is just on oh, yeah. another level. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we see the first death mm-hmm. pretty quickly with Heimdall. They wasted no time. Yeah. No. Start killing people right away. Uh, then we also see, even more shockingly, mm-hmm. I think, and most people probably were like, oh, Loki might die in this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> we didn't think Loki was going to die in like yeah. the first 15 minutes. Yeah. And in a pretty gruesome way, too. It wasn't yeah. even like... It wasn't like a clean stab or anything. It was like no. he was literally like just choking the life out of it, and then he snapped his neck with his thumb. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it just this whole first sequence is just like a demonstration of like Thanos is way up here on the power level scale. Everybody else is kind of way down here. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of changes, and later. it needed to be set up that way. Yeah, we've been waiting for this guy for how many years? Mm. It had to open in such a way that you went, "Holy crap!" Yeah, yeah. like this guy is gonna mess people up. Now, time stone aside, mm-hmm. do we think Loki's gone for good? Well, see, like Loki's always been like the master of trickery, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's really a question of whether his sort of his it's not magic, right? It's like it is magic, yeah. So, like, his like ability to create a clone of himself, yeah, can fool someone to the extent that you know they actually think the guy is dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks pretty convincing, but we've also seen like in uh, Thor, the dark world, or was it the dark world? 
the name of the second movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it's pretty convincing in that movie that one Loki cuts Thor's hands off. Yes. Thor, or cuts his hand off, and then that yeah he died like that he's yeah and he fools Thor into thinking that he's dead. Yeah, he's done this before. Yeah. So, but I mean, in this one, it's like like you want to believe based on the sort of flow of that scene that mm-hmm. that's probably what happened. Right. Yeah. But I mean, anytime the camera cut away. Yeah. It could have been an opportunity for Loki to quickly like body swap. Yeah. And I think the, the, the idea that there are so many people in the room, you know, it lends to the credence that he's dead. Mm. But I, I do think Loki's done. I, I agree. But I also think they left themselves a window. Yeah. They left themselves enough where they could like retcon this and bring him back if they wanted to. Right. Well, this also gives Thor the fuel yes. to do what he has now to continue on to fight past where he maybe wouldn't yeah. want to fight mm-hmm. past because now his brother actually did the right thing for once. Mm-hmm. Maybe not for once, but he did the right thing and paid for it. Mm-hmm. And now this is Thor's, I mean, driving force. Loki finally so, became the person that Thor wanted him right. to be for so long. So like Loki becomes the Coulson for Thor. Yeah. And then kind of motivates him to move forward. I mean, yeah, that, that makes sense. So it would kind of be not that great if they t- <laughs> just took that away in the next movie. Like, just kidding. Well, I mean, they did it with Coulson. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> even though true. they don't know yet. Yeah. yeah. Somehow still don't know. That's but I true. guess they're dealing with bigger things that. Right. Yeah. It's everybody's not necessary. Kind of, yeah, well, the theme here is, you know, sacrifice. Right. And death. Right. And yeah. it's. I don't think he's coming back. Yeah. I don't see a need for him to come back either. Like what? Bring him back for what? I feel like his storyline has yeah. been played out. I completely. Agree. I agree. He's a bad guy. You know, he's a good guy. He's a bad guy. And he's redeemed. And then he redeemed himself and sacrificed himself. Yeah. He did everything he in order to, to get, you know, hope, hoping he could keep Thor alive. Yeah. yeah. We go from there to New York mm-hmm. uh, for the first time in New York. And we see Dr. Strange appear. I'm skipping right past the Tony and Pepper scene because it's really inconsequential. Yeah. Um, we see Dr. Strange appear with Bruce mm-hmm. and they get Tony to come back to the Sanctum. And they kind of go through their whole exposition for people that have not been paying attention to mm-hmm. the 18 previous movies <laughs> um, about all the Infinity Stones and what they do and that uh, Doctor Strange. It was a nice a little refresher. Stone. It was. Like, and it didn't take a long time. No. Either. And I, I, I was aware of everything, but it was appreciated that it mm-hmm. was in there. Even for those that were paying attention, I think, to just kind of label mm-hmm. each one with the color uh-huh. at the beginning of the movie just to get yeah. people the right kind of frame of mind yeah. Yeah. was nice. I really appreciated that initial, like when we first see Wong and Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange is just going out to the bodega to get like sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's even for them like money's an issue. Yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah. just hilarious it's because like they're magicians. Yeah, like right. they can conjure shit. Like there, I mean, the idea that money is such a big issue and that like he only has like what like five hundred rupees. Yeah, <laughs> which it was, was like a dollar fifty or something. Like yeah, that. like yeah. it's have, like come on, Strange, get on the street corner. Yeah. A hat down yeah <laughs> do like, some magic go do something and make money and like that's kind of like a theme throughout this entire movie is that like, you have these little scenes that are like the salt like the seasoning mm-hmm. on the rest of the meal you yeah. know it's like it's kind of, it was i mm-hmm. really appreciated that initial scene but, absolutely yeah. were, uh, there's a lot of those like interstitial moments that yeah. kind of salt and pepper each yeah. scene yeah. you're still giving through. the characters their moment and yeah. building upon them yeah. and telling a story within this big story. And yeah. honestly, some of those are the strongest yeah. scenes in the movie. They're yeah. the things that you remember the most. Like a good action scene is great. Uh-huh. 
But those little character moments mm-hmm. are the things that really yeah. and this movie stick was in your just brain. filled from beginning to end with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, it was a relentless movie, which, yeah. but in a really, really good way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get the exposition about the Infinity Stones. Uh, the ships appear in the sky, which yeah. signals Peter Parker. And holy shit, he actually has Spidey sense. Yeah. We yeah. wouldn't have known that from the last movie. Yeah, they never shown him. No, nope, right? not once. So. so we see his like hairs stand on. Well, it's been in what? Uh, well, I don't know how far back homecoming was but you figure it's been probably some... not too far if you look at the timeline as yeah. a whole there's a lot of no i know but they're saying two years between civil war and yes this, two years and between so, civil war and this but we also you know, had his powers are still developing easy yeah but he was a pretty active spider-man even by the time homecoming it was, was good going to see on. yeah like you saw a manifestation of it like i think in homecoming you could have imp- you could have read into some of the scenes that he has the spider sense mm-hmm. because he's his reaction time is like unhuman or like inhumanly fast. Right. So, I mean, you can read into it that the spidey sense is there, but it was nice to see a manifestation of it. Just like hair standing on end. Mm-hmm. I still blame every fault in homecoming on the fact that his suit had a, an AI, but <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an odd, like it's kind of like the training wheels. It was kind of like the worst idea to put in that movie. Really? Mm-hmm. I hate it. It's the it's the only part of Homecoming that I really despise because not only does it like handy it it, it takes away like any need for the spider sense, mm-hmm. but it also uh, hurts Peter's character because we never really get to see him be the science genius. Like, mm-hmm. sure, he made webbing, yeah, but now we have this AI doing all the thinking for him sure. instead of letting him be him. And I was like, well, come on, that's like one of the coolest parts about Peter. He's a giant nerd yeah let him figure out all the math let him figure out all the geometry like that's so cool that he's able to do that true i never thought of it that way that's uh thanks for ruining that movie you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) he told you we're in the spoiler room spider-man homecoming spoiled but it's the only thing i have wrong with that movie that movie's great uh Uh, we finally get to see Spidey Sons, like mm-hmm. I said. Uh, then we see two of the Black Order, which if people don't know, that's yeah. Thanos' little crew called yeah. the Black Order. We see Ebony Maw and Cull Obsidian. And there would be no expectation that you remember anybody's name in the Black Order because they... No, they, and, and I like them. Yeah. These two characters were like... I really enjoyed having them come into the movie. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want more. Like, I wish really? they had been around more. Ma's the only one that really stood out for me. I really liked him. Like, I feel like I could watch a whole movie with him in it. I thought it was I, an interesting choice of voice. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. It, like, yeah. didn't quite fit, but also fit at the same time, very, which is like, weird. I don't know. Sophisticated, very calm, very, like. Yeah. Oh, I thought, like, I got the impression that it was, like, creepy child pedophile. Like, creepy <laughs> well, a little pedophile. bit, too. Like, like, yeah, he's not babysitting. Yeah. No. Like, like, I just heard his voice, and I was just like, ew. Yeah, like it sounds slimy. Yeah, like I know a voice can't be slimy, but it sounds slimy. <laughs> oh, no, a voice can be slimy. <laughs> okay, well then that's it. The yeah. Ebony Mall voice. But Very much so. Yeah, like I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe I didn't feel the same way about the Black Order. Like I felt they were kind of like forgettable. Like what's his name? Call Obsidian just yeah. looked like Korg had a bad day. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. like the other two that were just basically like melee fighters. I mean great yeah like these are thanos's top guys i only know their names because i looked them up for the show i did the same thing yeah like i only knew who maul was ebony maul was because he has the probably the most significant screen time yeah yeah but yeah like but none of them were that great 
And they weren't supposed to be. They were kind of like fodder, right? Yeah. They were meant to be like the pre-boss to Thanos. They're for action set pieces. Yeah. And for that extent, they worked. Yeah, that's true. Which is fine. Tony reveals his new nanotech armor. Yeah. Which is pretty badass. How do we feel about it? Mm-hmm. That was kind of sick. I mean, I, I kind of like, I want there to be some sort of explanation at some point as to how he got it. Mm-hmm. Because he kind of jumps from building suits made out of like metal plates mm-hmm. to having like a particle generated nano suit that just is the is a like a slow version of the Black Panther suit. Yeah. yeah. Like the Black Panther suit just like he just thinks it and it just comes on. It's like the Venom symbiote, yeah, but right. mechanical. But then like Tony's armor is like like it just like slowly builds <laughs> yeah. over his body. I'm like, I'm like, are you thinking about what you want to build, or is he just really this slow? Because if somebody shot you right now, you'd be fucked, right? Right? And I'm just like, I, I was, I'm hoping that there's an explanation. I mean, that, it's still faster than his pre-existing armor. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, in Iron Man three, like the what the Mark forty whatever, like the one that he like flew that flew to him in pieces. Mm-hmm. That's you know pretty slow <laughs> yeah <laughs> when it has an actual travel path yeah it has like a travel time of five minutes but yeah like i thought the suit was kind of cool like i like the idea that it's you know it can be whatever he wants yeah it to be. i feel like they've kind of reached the height of where they're gonna go with tony's armor at least yeah because the the fact that it's as crazy versatile mm-hmm. as it is and he can do almost anything with it yeah like i need some speed and then yeah his feet turn into a giant booster, booster it's like yeah. oh Okay. He can pull up a shield. That's the one that makes the most sense, the shield. But then he has like these little things that float off his back and fire the big ray yeah, and yeah. stuff. It's like, what the what? It's very like anime-ish. Mm. Like the the idea that he can think something and then things happen in such a like yeah. And, I, but it's cool. Yeah. For the I like it. it makes sense. Because yeah. as each movie's gone by, his suits have become more aware. Mm-hmm. They've become stronger. This is the biggest threat. He needs you know, if he was in his original outfit, he would have been destroyed in two seconds. He right. would have made it for, past the first scene of the movie. Right. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't think we're going to get much of an explanation because I don't know how much longer he's going <laughs> to yeah. be around to explain. But it works in that he need without this technology, however he got it, he yeah. would not have made it through this movie. No, absolutely He would not. have been destroyed way 100%. too fast. Yeah. Like, that, one thing that I thought was funny was... Uh, before the movie came out, like when people saw that trailer where the suit is com- like it's manifesting itself mm-hmm. over Tony, like people were saying like, oh, like his hand looks weird. Like, did he lose a hand? And it's funny to see it like in the beginning of this movie where he has yeah. not lost a hand whatsoever. Like it's like this red herring that Marvel just like throws in mm-hmm. there. With, yeah. Like, all these other fake scenes that were not in the movie, but were in these like five million trailers that came out before the movie and even like the comic-con footage that they showed in thor didn't have an eye patch before ragnarok came out yeah yeah. the eye patch is legit cgi yeah Yeah. so i mean good on marvel i guess they're really good about hiding secrets which i'm very thankful for yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean to the point that where they just straight up lying to us that's fine i'm fine with that i'm okay with it yeah it could give me a whole different idea of what i'm going to walk into with the next one yeah and then it's something different and i'll be fine with it I want the trailer for the next one. I literally want a logo reveal. That's it. I want to see <laughs> nothing else. I know, not a thing. I know, because what do you show that's not going to mm-hmm. spoil it in some way? Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, there are ways to do it, but we can talk about that later, yeah. too. Uh, we hear Hulk actually say no yeah. when Bruce tries to get him out. And he's like, no. <laughs> Big baby Hulk. 
Yeah, which is kind of hilarious, but also annoying. I mean, I knew why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I get it. Like, clearly he's embarrassed and he's yeah. afraid because Thanos overpowered him and that's never happened before. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to handle it. And I think it's weird, too, because Hulk's evolution is actually stopping him. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tony's that we were just saying is making yeah. him more powerful because in Ragnarok, Hulk has the mentality of like a three or four year old yeah. because he's been Hulk for that long. Yeah. So he's developed like better speech patterns. Yeah. He thinks a little more. He's less animalistic, even though that's still there. Mm-hmm. But because he has that mentality, he can be a big baby. Yeah. And yeah. not come out, which I get. But at the same time, I'm also like, well, it's not entirely involuntary. Yeah. Like if they if if Bruce like stepped into the line of fire and got shot, guess what? Hulk's coming out. There's yeah. no no. He yeah. could have forced the situation. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking was going to happen. Yeah, if, at the like, same time, who wants to take a shot? You know, right. who wants to take a bullet? Yeah, you know? that's true. I thought it was either going to be that, or it was going to be something happening to Nat um, that would have made him like mm-hmm. really flip out. Well, yeah, yeah we'll see. Something's going to bring him out. It's going to be one of those two things in the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Which is fine. They're giving us something to wait for. Yeah. Something to look forward to. True. So I like that the Hulk backed down. He was embarrassed. He couldn't take the fact that he got his ass beat. Mm-hmm. And now he's hiding. And it gave Mark Ruffalo more screen time. It gave him you a know, lot got, to do. Got, he was yeah. probably a little relieved to not have the motion yeah. cap suit the on the entire suit. time. Yeah. yeah. He's just laughing at Brolin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> Uh, Strange and Peter get pulled into the mm-hmm. Cosmic Donut, which I'll be referring to it as for yes. the rest of this podcast, because I don't know what it actually is. So that ship is the Cosmic Donut, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and Wong banishes Obsidian to the Arctic. Yes. Who then loses his hand, hand, which was a great moment. So, okay, so about that, right? About, I mean, I'm going to bring this up later, but... So when Wong creates the portals, mm-hmm. when Strange creates the portals, mm-hmm. that's just that's their power, right? Yeah. It's independent of any stone. Yes. It's just their skill. They, well, they it's not a power or skill. It works with their their little their knuckle, like knuckle thing. Yeah, their yeah, knuckle. So like it's ring. it's a magical power that they've derived from their own tools Absolutely. and not from a stone. Yeah. Okay, right. so this is going to come back later. Okay. Remind me when we get to Interesting. Dan- one okay. of the Thanos fights. Okay. Okay, okay. Uh, this is also when Tony sends the new Iron Spider armor to Peter. Yeah. We finally get to dealt. see that. <laughs> He's like, yeah. he shoots it out of a building, and then, boom, he's got a new suit. Like, I just, I, it's such, like, an on-demand <laughs> service. Like, I want that for everything. Right. <laughs> like, I want Starbucks to shoot coffee out of their building onto my desk. I yeah. could use a sandwich right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got it. If he's like, only yeah. using it for armor, he is wasting this, yeah. <laughs> this transfer all mechanisms. Like, Postmates would just be amazing with that technology. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, they would have to refine it. I mean, I'm sure people would be getting, like, sushi through their window, and that's yeah, kind of yeah. gross. But, like, you know, at one point, like, you know, like, be like, hmm, and then you just, like, dial up a sub. <laughs> Don't worry. Amazon will have this in no time. And the Iron Spider suit isn't anything new because we yeah. have seen it. Well, I mean, it's new for all its capabilities and whatnot, but we did see it in the uh, post scene of homecoming yes. i think this is the first time we see the arms right like the- yes yeah. yeah nobody knew and they they wisely kept that out of the trailers too i knew we would yeah but because- i'm familiar with the comics yeah uh but yeah those those spider arms are kind of the coolest mm-hmm. thing about the iron spider yeah. suit yeah he makes some really awesome visuals with it like there's one point where he does like a leap in the air uh-huh. 
with yeah. like his hands up and then all the arms are around him. I was like, yeah, that yeah. looks so cool. A lot of good visuals in this. Uh, then we cut to <laughs> the funniest location tagline of the movie. Space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that like funky beat yep. knowing that we're in Guardians land. And I have to say like this movie crushed it with music cues. Yeah. As a whole. There are so many tones and things that they're borrowing from other movies that the easiest and fastest way to set that tone is to hit the music cue for a certain person or a certain group. Yeah. And they crushed it. Yeah. I mean, there's so, yeah, like you were saying, like the groups in this movie are so, like, characteristically diverse mm-hmm. that having music that you can immediately recognize, like, within the first two or three notes. I mean, yeah. That's great. Yeah. It was fantastic. So the Guardians make their entrance with mm-hmm. those funky beats uh, by responding to the Asgardian ship's distress call, and Thor promptly slams into their windshield. Why he does the why whole like almost horror movie yeah. thing of his eyes opening up? Uh, Thor tells him all about Thanos and that yeah. he's coming and blah 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 blah. And then there's all the uh, the bits where they're doing the fat jokes and competing over who had the hardest tragedies. The fact that That's they, so they, Guardians, they kept yeah. all that in the movie like just yeah. made it. I don't know. It made it fun. Yeah, you know this movie could have been nothing but action and mm-hmm. like and to take the time to give them this and build those relationships. Because the the whole dynamic between all well all of them, but Thor and Rocket was fantastic. Yeah, you know? I thought like Rabbit. the like Rabbit. Thor's Thor's sort of evolution from when he started in the Marvel Cinematic Universe through Ragnarok to now mm-hmm. is pretty amazing. Because yeah. like I think they've kind of found that Thor and Chris Helmsworth can be like the straight man, you know, in a mm-hmm. comic situation, and then bringing in Chris Pratt to play off of that. It's mm-hmm. kind of like yep. the goofy guy, despite the fact that he is like, like Chris Pratt is like a handsome dude, mm-hmm. like muscles and all. But then you put him next to Thor, right? To next to Chris Helmsworth. And right. you're like, he's suddenly the guy from parks and rec again, right? <laughs> Which is hilarious. And then Drax's whole thing is so much funnier. Yeah. You know? And he's like, like, you're a dude. This is a man. Yeah. This is a man. His arms, muscles are made of like some kind of weird metal. Like, <laughs> It's amazing. Like the and I was reading about this like them for scenes that involved certain subsets like the Guardians. They mm-hmm. brought the director or the writers from the their respective movies in to write yes. to, or to edit the scene. So they brought in like James oh, Gunn cool. to like edit the so they scenes. They got the feel of yeah. those movies. And it was it perfect. shows. Yeah. yeah. Like it was like you were being it's like you were watching an excerpt from a Guardians movie. Mm-hmm. Except Absolutely. Thor was there. They they did something right yeah. it's so <laughs> nice when that happens and it's life. just that like that attention to detail yeah. is like i think what kind of put the movie over the yeah. top was like you took the time to not only like build the characters but also to maintain consistency within a different or like a like a parallel universe mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah like the fact that you brought that attention to detail to avengers was amazing and so yeah, I, I love that scene. Mm. I mean, just the the humor of it all. Yeah. The the one part of that entire scene that I was like, okay, let's move on, was when he starts like doing the voice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, yeah, it's not really working for me. Like this whole bit, like yeah. everything before this was great. It was funny, mm. and now like here's the beat where we move on, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, I'm doing your voice. I was, no, no, all right, let's go. 
<laughs> too much. Yeah. I was like throughout the entire movie, though, every time Thor calls Rocket Rabbit, yeah. it mm-hmm. was still funny to me. It, it never is. got old. And it's like an extension of a joke from Guardians 2. Where yeah. like you know, uh, mm-hmm. Star Lord is just coming up with all these different names for Rocket mm-hmm. and Trash Rocket Panda com- or whatever. Yeah, he's completely clueless as to what these things are, and he's yeah. just like, "Hey, is that good? Yeah, or is yeah. that worse?" You know, like and the fact, and it kind of shows you that like Thor is in this sort of position of authority because he just calls the guy Rabbit, and Rocket's just like, "Got it." Yeah, I'm Rabbit now. <laughs> I'll be whatever <laughs> this guy wants me to be. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, great scene. The Guardians decide to split up and track down to the stones. So mm-hmm. we got Thor, Rabbit, and Groot <laughs> hopping in a pod to head to uh, Nevali- Nevali. Oh, wait, no. They were going. They're going to the the star. They were going. Yeah, they were going to the star. With I thought the they were rings. going to get a stone first. No. no so, they. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. So they weren't going to get stones. They were. Gamora. They were heading to get I mean, a new um, weapon. Yeah. And never or never never They're going to Thor needs a new a weapon. Uh a Thanos killing weapon. Right. Yeah, Thor already has his purpose. He's like, I need a new weapon, so I'm gonna go get it. So you can come with me if you want. And then Rocket's like, Ooh, that's like the place where they make all the toys. Let's go. (laughs) And then Groot's just like, meh, fine. It's like this mystical place that he's heard about where all the world the universe's strongest weapons are made. Of course he's gonna want it. Which like see the dollar signs light up in his Mm -hmm. eyes. He's like, I'm there. And Even then, just to see he's him. Like, Let's I just go think group. he likes weapons regardless yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he cares like whether yeah. <laughs> he just wants something cool. Groot's on his little toy the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. The whole, but that's, the that's exactly. Movie. Let me bring Autumn around. Yeah. She's got her iPad shoved <laughs> in her face the entire time. So mm-hmm. It's the same thing. And I, I like that joke too, where like he's just like, I am good. And everybody's like, like, oh, oh wait. Wait. <laughs> like, that's a great joke. Yeah. Yeah. Like for such a simple lie, like that is a great joke. I am good. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go to uh, Scotland. Yep. And we see Vision and Wanda. They've taken their relationship to the next level. We all saw like the budding mm-hmm. of it in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Uh, they kind of steal two weeks of time when they can. They've been doing it for the past two years, which is kind of the first indication that we have that it's been two years since yeah. Civil War, really. Yeah. yeah. They oh. see that the ships have come and Tony is missing. Mm-hmm. They see that on the TV screen. And pretty much almost as soon as they see that, they get attacked by Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight. Vision <laughs> takes a, a blade through the chest. Yes. Yeah. That was uh, shocking, I yeah. guess. But also, like, this is the same Vision that was, like, in Civil War, was God tier. Yeah. Basically. Like, he could phase through things. He could yeah. lift things that are super heavy. He fired energy beams out of his forehead. Mm-hmm. And, like, somehow this, this like, like, like I said, like, this character that I don't really care about is... Mm-hmm. Able to sneak up behind him. Well, I, he's so dis- he's so now human and distracted. Mm. I think he's so enamored with Wanda. Yeah, yeah. he's totally distracted. He has no idea what's going on. So he's thinking with the wrong head. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, does he have a dick? Do we know that? He has I'm going to go with I, yes. I, I don't think she's hanging so, around well, him if he does. He is a shapeshifter, so if he wants oh, one, he can have one. Yeah. Can he? He <laughs> took the form of a human. And yeah. he created his cape when he saw Thor's and got jealous. He created the clothes on him. He can change shape. But he's never seen a dick. It's been two years. I'm sure he has. He has <laughs> Google. He has Google. Yeah. He has access to Google. What is a dick? Oh. He's like, what does Wanda need? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I got this. I'm sure he's fine. Let's just assume he's fine. Yeah. Everything's, everything's fine. Everything's operating. Yeah. 
Uh, once they seem outmatched, mm-hmm. we get Captain America stepping out of the shadows this along with the, Falcon and Widow. The the cat reveal mm-hmm. is one of the, the best reveals in the movie. I it's think. one of the best moments of the movie. Yeah. And the music cue is on point. It, yeah, it was so good. Like, it's very, like... I mean, dare I say it, very Batman-esque. Oh, God, yeah. Because he's Why do you think I like it so much? It was yeah. so good. Like, he's just standing there. Like, you see the silhouette, and then you see the train passing by, mm-hmm. and he's still kind of there. And then, like... And the bad guys are like, who's that on the other side of the train? Yeah. And Before he, they even see the silhouette of him, the train's still going, and people are yeah. distracted just by his freaking presence. Yeah. And then, like, the, she throws a spear at him, and then he just artfully dodges it and grabs it. And then you see the reveal of, like, his long flowing hair mm-hmm. and just handsome facial like i mean and dude, chiseled jaw he's fucking like <laughs> i i am a i am a happily married heterosexual man but that was a fucking that was a handsome dude yep. jesus christ <laughs> yep let's just sit on that for a while oh now i was just gonna let that linger for a little bit now we can move on like a good fart (laughs) uh so the black order retreats after the ensuing battle (laughs) they also got the dog shit kicked out yeah they got their asses beat by arguably three of the weakest avengers yeah Yeah, a literal one doesn't well two don't even have superpowers at all the other one's on steroids so you know Yeah. yeah they get their asses beat Thanos' army is not very... No, they're not great. You know, I mean, I guess that is good because then right. you can focus on Ma's Thanos. the only one who's really a threat. Mm. Yeah, everybody else is just kind of like a like a stronger version of a melee fighter. Mm-hmm. And not Pretty much. Very, I mean, yeah. Uh, we then jump to one of the only flashbacks of the movie, which is Thanos killing half the population of yes. Gamora's homeworld and kind of taking her in as mm-hmm. his own daughter. Yeah, which is an important thing to see, and considering a what's coming from the comics. Yeah, so it, it gives obviously another major dimension to this movie. But in the comics, Gamora is the only survivor of her race, oh. but it has nothing to do with Thanos. Thanos finds her mm-hmm. and brings her in. Yeah, but it's not the result of right. his actions like it is in this movie. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's an important plot point in the movie. Absolutely. And it also continues to set up this "we're gonna kill half" thing. This whole movie is half are dying, half are gonna die. Mm-hmm. And they keep telling you that half are gonna die, and right there. But you see how much he cares for her. Yeah. Even then, like he could have just killed. Like, what does he care about a kid for? Right. Which I thought was weird because in the be- like, this is kind of the first time we see Gamora interacting with Thanos in a way where she doesn't want to kill him, you know, and then mm-hmm. you see him grabbing his finger and that's like a very like parent child mm-hmm. sort of like that imagery is very much like in, in, in it, ugh, it is representative of like a parent child relationship mm-hmm. where like the child grabs a parent's finger. And in this case, it just happens to be a giant purple finger. And like, he takes her aside and yeah. is like, you know, kind of in a fucked up way is like, Hey, here's this cool knife. Look how balanced it is. And don't look while we decimate your race. Don't look while I fucking eliminate half the people on your planet. Yeah. But, you know, like it's it was odd, but also like I could empathize with it, Mm -hmm. you know, because like just having children and being like that sort of figure where you're like, oh, here's this thing. And it's a very touching moment. But it was also like there was no lead up to it. Mm -hmm. You just knew that, you know, she was his daughter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's it's another thing where I mean it's important to do this with any villain in any movie I think is to show that they're not a hundred percent pure evil. Yeah, 
Like there, is, there are some redeeming qualities. Granted, he's doing the most fucked up thing he can possibly do. Yeah, but he still goes, "Hey, there's this kid." Yeah, like it's. I mean, that's what that's what separates Marvel villains or the recent crop of Marvel mm-hmm. villains from just about every other like you know superhero or sci-fi movie Absolutely. out there. It's like you have a way to connect with the villain, and it's a way that you is you it. There's a lot of empathy. Mm-hmm. You understand it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. Back on the Guardian ship, Peter and Gamora have a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Drax does his whole invisibility bit. That was amazing. <laughs> so good. Like just the like the that scene. It was calculated perfectly. It was I I got the same feels as I did from like an old Looney Tunes cartoon mm-hmm. almost. You know, <laughs> where it was just so goofy, but so perfect. Like, and then you have like Mantis pop in and be like, "Hi, Drax!" Yeah. And it's just like yeah. very mantisy way and then drax is just like god damn it (laughs) my favorite part of it was him giving an exact amount of time that he's been standing there because people ask that (laughs) question in movies all the time (laughs) and it's always like oh for too like it's always the rote response because it's such an overdone bit yeah but he was like no about he was like an hour (laughs) he gives a literal yes yeah because that's what he does it's funny that's the best he's like (laughs) I can I've I've perfected the art of moving so slowly. While he's trying to eat a Dorito or whatever. A Zagnut. A Zagnut. So perfect. I love that scene so much. From there we hop to nowhere. Mm. And on nowhere the Guardians encounter Thanos trying to get the reality stone from the collector. Gamora kind of leaps in here and mm-hmm. stabs Thanos, seemingly killing him. I was right. like, Whoa! Yeah. This is not going the way I thought. And apparently not the way they thought either. Because then it turns out He'd already gotten the reality stone and he kind of created this set piece. Um, It was a great way to introduce the stone and show you how powerful that stone is going to be. And I have to say they did a very nice job with the color cues throughout the movie. So you knew exactly which stone like Mm -hmm. the stone he was using would always light up on the gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. And the power itself was always color coordinated to the -hmm. stone. Yeah. And it was and that will come back later Mm -hmm. uh, as there are certain questions that people had that we can point to were actually stone powers that maybe we didn't know they were. Things like that. Um, Thanos takes Gamora hostage, and she begs Peter to kill her based on their previous conversation he had agreed to. Mm -hmm. He eventually gives in, but after Thanos had decided to replace his ammunition with bubbles. Yeah. (laughs) Which was was an interesting choice. (laughs) Uh, And then he takes Gamora through the portal after being like, oh, I I like him. Yeah. Because he actually was going to do it. Yeah. And this kind of is, this is a like kind of along the lines of the theme of like sacrifice and self sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like we see in this movie that like Thanos' theory about the universe being too crowded and everything need to be, every the population needing to be reduced by half mm-hmm. is kind of like this genocidal, like psychotic way of fixing a problem that, you know, may or may not exist. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we have the heroes who are willing to sacrifice each other or themselves to stop him from doing that. Mm -hmm. And it's this kind of it's this delicate balance of like there's this psychopath who wants to kill a whole gang of people he does not know Mm -hmm. versus the heroes who are willing to kill the person that is closest to them. Right. Just to stop him from doing that. It's like, which is worse? I mean, like you. It's, I mean, obviously killing more, the, the numbers are 
like mm-hmm. on Thanos's side, like on, on, you know, like making him out to be the villain. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the, the idea that, I mean, and we see this later on where Steve Rogers or Captain America, he's like, you know, every life has value. We don't trade lives. We don't trade yeah. lives. Like he's kind of like the moral compass, like the moral ideal that everyone wants to live up to. Mm-hmm. And yet we have all these other heroes who are like, promise me you will kill me mm-hmm. because I have some like, element to my being that is critical to how right like, critical to Thanos, which is still heroic in its own way right yeah. but it's also like you're killing somebody right but i think the reason what really separates is they feel like they're out of options yeah yeah and what separates them from thanos and his genocidal psychopathness yeah is that thanos has a choice in that one he doesn't have to do this even if he believes it's the right thing to do you get all the stones. Killing half the universe is not the only thing you can do with them. Why not make it rain potatoes? Like, right? Do Why something? not expand resources? Why not expand the universe? Yeah. Yeah. Why not create more? Like, there's so many other options, but the one Thanos sees is wipe out half the population. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's a madman. Yeah. Yeah. We go from there to the new Avengers facility uh, back in New York. Mm-hmm. Rhodey's arguing with General Ross when Steve, Sam, Nat, Wanda, and Vision return. Yeah. Bruce has also been waiting there. Can we can we talk about Black Widow for a moment? Absolutely. How in each movie, she is progressively less pretty. <laughs> less pretty? No, like the first Avengers. Long hair. They had how many shots of her butt from different angles? Mm-hmm. Second one, hair <laughs> I think sh- they're objectifying well, her less. Well, the that's hair not a shorter. She's a little more rugged. Yeah. Civil War. Yeah. Civil Same War. thing. The hair was short. This one. Not even red hair anymore. Now we're blonde. It's super short and slicked back. I don't know. It was like the character is evolving in an odd way. Like she was. Yeah, um, I understand where you're coming from. Like she's less of like a sex symbol. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I don't know if we can say changes. less pretty because some people prefer blondes to redheads. Right. Although I did find it a weird choice to bleach her eyebrows because it makes them look like they're yeah. not there. Yeah. And that's a little like Cro-Magnon looking. It's very it's it's consistent with the look, I guess. But yeah. Also well, they did the odd. same thing. I, I didn't even realize this was a criticism of the first Thor movie is people are were up in arms about them doing it to Hemsworth. too. Yeah. That they bleached his eyebrows. And it's not I didn't even a notice. good. Ch- I didn't notice either, but I noticed it in this one. And it's not a good choice. Yeah. I also. Like, I know she's a spy. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Steve grew a beard. Apparently, Falcon did nothing. Um, <laughs> He's the only one that didn't seem to um, to change in any way. No. Like, it seems like years on the road is catching up to them. I guess I so don't understand. So maybe that's what they're going for with her is, like, we've been in hiding for how long? I guess, but, like, him she too. can throw a wig on. Like, yeah. yeah, it was a weird choice to make her blonde. I don't understand that. Yeah. It didn't I, work. Well, her skin tone, it doesn't. It, it just didn't work. Yeah. The skin tone, the blonde bleached hair. It was just a weird look. There's no context to justify it. Yeah. We're just kind of forced to accept it. And when you're forced to accept something like that, you're overly critical of of the thing that is being forced on you. Yeah. In this case, bleached eyebrows. Especially when it goes against the established aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I was kind of meh about it, but I mean. I mean, I got used to it, but the eyebrows were so distracting the whole time. Yeah. It was just a weird choice. Every time you saw her face, you're kind of like. Yeah, I didn't, literally didn't right. know. All I could look at was her hair. I'm like, it's so almost white. Didn't even know. <laughs> now I feel like I have to watch it again and look at her eyebrows. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. That's all I'm going to see. You're welcome. I would have preferred but, white. White would have been kind of cool. Yeah. Like something more comic booky. Yeah. Yeah. Blonde is like so conventional, but white is like, yeah. yeah like, Ooh. Or like that weird, like 
grayish mm-hmm. silver look. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a new that's thing. Dope. That's stupid. Yeah, but like blonde <laughs> is like, ah, uh, so it looks like somebody went to Hot Topic. That's <laughs> <laughs> where she gets uh, her outfit from. You didn't know that? In their visions, willing to sacrifice himself to destroy the stone, like we were talking yeah. about, and yeah. Cap gives the line, "We don't trade lives." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vision had a nice comeback, though. He was like, "You gave your life," and then Bruce is there. Well, he had a choice, and yeah. there's that whole little debate about when it's acceptable and when it's not. And I thought yeah. that was a good conversation. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sets up like the idea of self-sacrifice mm-hmm. in this universe. Uh, we jump to Wakanda for yeah. the first time because now we when, need to have when the, we saw it. Yes, the theater popped. Oh God, yeah, like what do you woo. Mean? Oh, clapping, oh, yeah, cheering yeah. for it. There Dude. were a lot of cheers throughout, but yeah, Wakanda yeah, was one of the that biggest was a ones. Big one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's right off the Black Panther, yeah. right off the Black Panther success. So, uh, T'Challa, we see him deliver a new arm to Bucky. It's a pretty quick scene on yeah. Wakanda before we jump back to White the Cosmic Wolf. Donut. Yes, that arm was. I mean, I had high hopes for that arm when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it to just be an arm. It was just an arm. I wanted there to be like jet packs or lasers <laughs> or just like a or fucking a, a gun that, that pops shoots out. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, like it just, it morphs into something. Just like, an arm. Why is it just an arm? Or even guys? if it was extremely powerful. Yeah. Like he like, punched somebody and they just exploded. Like, where's like, that kinetic technology you put something. in the Black Panther suit? Yeah. Why not put it in his arm? Yeah. Why can't yeah. I have the cool shit? He's established trust. He's lived on your land for so long. He has been living in a hut down by the river. Yeah. <laughs> Not a van. They don't have a van. We jump back to the Cosmic Donut and Strange yes. is being tortured by Ma when Peter gives Tony a plan a cool to scene. rescue him, mm-hmm. citing a, quote, really old movie called Aliens. Yes. <laughs> and I love that dynamic there, too. Peter Parker is just like pop culture reference mm-hmm. city. And Tony Stark is just becoming increasingly more agitated with it. Like, this is serious. Stop. I don't want to hear about TV and movies. And then I love that that all comes it's around again down the road yeah. with, like, Star-Lord. And, like, can you just imagine being him being like, I, now there's two of them. Yeah. And like, I can't. I can't do this. And it's hilarious because his references for such a young person are so dated. Yeah. <laughs> like, he has not seen a movie from his own decade. Right. <laughs> like right. He's somehow right. stuck in, like, the early 90s, which is so weird because he's a teenager. Like, I did find it a but little... But he's a nerd, so he's going to go back and watch yeah. all those sci-fi movies. Yeah. I found it a little weird that Tony took the opportunity to have, like, a teachable moment while strange is being tortured he's like all right kid what would you do like unless you really didn't have a plan yourself that's not where it's like let's take a moment and assess the situation i also don't feel like he was overly thrilled by doctor like i feel like he's a little he might not have doctor strange he's just kind of like "Eh, he'll be fine we're in the middle of space nothing's gonna how do you want to handle this he's being like poked by yeah like a hundred glass needles Mm. He's just sitting there. Going, he, he knows the stone is not coming out. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh, we got time. Let him. Let him be tortured a little." Uh, Tony pops up down there, and there's the whole thing with like uh, the kids seen more movies and yeah. blast the hole, and Ebony Ma goes flying out. It's the last of him, uh, and we see the Iron Spider legs for the first time there as That's well. Cool. Yes, yeah. which was super cool. The three decide to take the fight to Thanos, mm-hmm. and Strange lets them know that he won't hesitate to let any of them die to protect the Time Stone, which is an important thing to say yes. now. It's very clear that they could die, mm-hmm. but yeah. that stone was not leaving his chest. Yes, and he doesn't care. Top yeah. priority. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it makes sense. It does, I 100%. Mean, it is a literal, like, it is one of the most powerful things in the universe, mm. 
and it manipulates time. Yeah. <laughs> if it if it comes down to that getting into Thanos's hands versus I mean in retrospect like you know if it comes down to that stone getting into Thanos's hands yeah. or people dying like I mean it seems like these guys are just the complete opposite of what Captain America's talking about. Mm-hmm. He's just like, "Oh, I will sacrifice the two of you to it's very protect this stone." Yeah. Like it's like yeah. I will like I mean if that was me I'd just be like, "I'll bring you back." Like you know, I got the time stone. I'll bring <laughs> yeah, yeah. you back. Like you know, okay. That line is though one of the most important yeah. lines delivered in the entire movie. Yeah, as far as plot implications. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we go to Titan from there, and yes. Thanos reveals to Gamora that he has Nebula and will kill her. Yes, Gamora doesn't give up the location of the Soul Stone, she which is, is why literally being picked apart. Yeah, and she wanted to be killed by Quill mm-hmm. so that she would never reveal. Visually, Nebula being tortured was one of the coolest scenes. It was yes. because it was like that. It was like a scene from so many horror movies where, mm-hmm. like, up, like you see it from like a full frontal view, and it just looks normal. And then as you pan sideways, you see like the body being picked apart. Mm-hmm. Like it reminded me yeah. of that movie, The Cell. You yeah, yes. it was a really good like forced perspective scene. Yeah, yeah. Like they slice the horse into like a yep. hundred different pieces and then you see it from the side and you're like oh it's so gross yeah but this one it wasn't, it wasn't gross in this one it was like oh my god she's in so much pain yeah but it was yeah. super cool uh rocket and thor are in the pod on the way to nidavalier yes. and they have one of the best scenes of the movie they have that really touching conversation about all the losses that thor's encountered yeah and wow hemsworth has really good range in this movie yeah going from like the subtle sadness and tears mm-hmm. going on in the scene and covering it up with the humor and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's like kind of, it shows his, I don't know. I mean, like I've seen him in other movies mm-hmm. and he's not that great. So it just makes me think that this is either Marvel's genius at work or he really has over the course of a decade, just developed this character to the point where he can inject that into it and I, they've given him so much to do with thor in different areas mm-hmm. that i really feel like he's he's probably grown as an actor just in general yeah but with this character in particular absolutely understands like every facet of him yeah he's almost become numb to it like, yeah. with loki now dying he's just completely numb he's just like i'm gonna get another hammer mm-hmm. and i'm gonna go kill him yeah and if i die that fuck it, I die. And we saw but all the I'm cracks though yeah. in his armor while he was putting up that facade, which mm-hmm. was really impressive. Yeah. Um, and I was super happy that they finally dealt with the gravity of everything that happened in Ragnarok, because my biggest issue with Ragnarok is how they undercut everything with humor. There were massive tragedies mm-hmm. in Ragnarok, yeah. and they undercut every single one with like a stupid one-liner, and that was my biggest issue with the movie. I know it's a comedy. But if it is, don't do those big things. Yeah. Uh, so this was finally kind of the, the addressing of all that heavy stuff that happened yeah. in Ragnarok and like this one scene. Here. Oh, so many people died and so much happened. Yeah. And then, yeah. They, you're right. They like just he lost his dad. Off. They yep. destroyed their home world. They're his sister. Hundreds like, of Asgardians yeah. died. The gravity of his father telling him that Asgard is a people, not a place. Yeah. It was a heavy movie treated lightly. And then all of us, and then having that come full circle in this movie where you know, presumably half, maybe more of the Asgardians are now gone. Mm-hmm. He's failed as a as a king or as mm-hmm. a leader, and now he's just kind of this sort of like masterless god just roaming the universe. And now his only sole purpose is to kill this guy that is you know seemingly unkillable. Yeah, 
I mean, it's yeah, I thought that was good dramatic weight. Yeah, totally. Uh, this is also where Rocket gives him his new eye. Yeah. That apparently he smuggled up his butt. Just <laughs> fucking gross. Like, yeah. I mean, anybody gives you anything out of a satchel. Yeah. Your first instinct is to not put it in your body. It made me right. think of Pulp Fiction with the whole scene. Yeah, yeah, scene yeah, with yeah, the watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. it's just like, I know this is the future and this is high tech and Thor is a god and his immune system is probably on another level. But that's Imagine this is what kills gross. him. Yeah. Like, it's just like raccoon ugh. poop in his eye. I love how Groot glanced over to to like watch him put the eye in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looked up for like five seconds yeah. away from his game just to see something gross. As they get to the to forge, it. they encounter Itri, who's the last of the giant-sized dwarves yes. who forge the weapons there. And there's Peter Dinklage, which is hilarious. just made me die a little bit. I was like, this is great. Yeah. They have an actual, like, you know, midget playing a giant. Yeah. But he has Called dwarf, dwarf. proportions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is I like mean, Mar- they were giant dwarves. Yeah. yeah. It's like Marvel casting being like, listen, this Peter Dinklage guy, we got to take him down a notch. He's really good on Game of Thrones. But here's what we're going to do. <laughs> Make him giant. <laughs> we're going to tell him. We're going to tell his agent that he's going to be a giant. But when he shows up on set, he'll figure it out that he's a giant dwarf. <laughs> and this is somehow fucking with him mentally. And like until we write him a check, and then see, he's I fine really mentally. enjoyed the visual of yeah seeing someone who's usually a shorter stature at like a giant size. But there's something cool the, about that. Yeah. He still has the proportions of. But he's yeah. a dwarf. He's, a giant, yeah. he's still a dwarf, though. That's I the know, character. But it's hilarious because it's like he's <laughs> it bigger than everyone, and yet he's somehow still smaller. That's why it's a cool visual. Uh, Speaking great. of which, and it was visually, yeah, it was very smooth. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem out of place all that much. Yeah. Even when he sits down and he's like leaning against the wall, mm-hmm. it looked yeah. good. Their CGI was insane. Yeah. Uh, then we're on Titan mm-hmm. and we see that Nebula's escaped and called the Guardians there. And then the Cosmic Donut crew kind of crashes their ship onto Titan. Yep. And then they immediately encounter the Guardians, yeah. who were just called in the previous scene. <laughs> who probably weren't that far away. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I don't know. know. That's it, it, one of those things in this movie. When you have a movie, the scale of this movie yeah. with locations all over the universe, you kind of have at some point just go, eh. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can't take the <laughs> weeks it would take to travel from this location to this location. Then it just becomes Lord of the Rings. Right. Right, and sometimes you just gotta. But this one felt real fast. Yeah, like, oh wow, you guys are here too. <laughs> yeah, uh, Doctor Strange uses the time stone to look forward in time and see all the possible yes. ways things could play out. Of the fourteen million six hundred five ways, he only saw one in which they succeed. Mm-hmm. I think this is a very smart like plot hole, plot, plot, pothole filler. Yes. Because you can just say, well, Doctor Strange looked at, or, Mm -hmm. you know, like we have a guy that used one of the cosmic stones to see a whole bunch of possibilities, and there's only one where it works. So anything that you can think of that is a plot hole, so Mm -hmm. to speak, is filled in by this, like, anything, at least any of Strange's actions are justified because Mm -hmm. he knows at least the right things to do to push it towards that one Mm -hmm. scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We go from there to Vormir, and we see Thanos and Gamora arrive there, which is apparently the location of the Soul Stone. Yep. They encounter the Stone Keeper, who informs them that the Soul Stone extracts a terrible price before revealing himself to be the Red Skull, which was the thing that shocked me as far as like, holy shit, I didn't know Red Skull was going to be in this movie more than anything. I think before I seen the movie, I had read that he was in this movie. 
and they just did not specify what role he would mm. be playing. Which I mean, I, it shocked the hell out of me too because I saw him and I was like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah, <laughs> like, I was also surprised because he had said he would never play that role again, and apparently he didn't. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, what's his face from Walking Dead? Uh, yeah, I don't know what his name is, uh, but he was doing the voice. Oh God, really? Um, he was uh, he's like a master impressionist and yeah. does hmm. tons of voices. God, it's bugging me what his name is. Keep going. So the skull goes on to tell them that the soul demands a sacrifice of losing that which you love, a soul right. for a soul. I mean, I mean, this is kind of like the the emotional linchpin that we need mm-hmm. for Thanos, because I mean, it, we and it was hard for me to believe that he actually loved her that much. Well, that, okay, so. There's a, this the scene that follows is weird in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I I thought this scene with Gamora was the weakest scene in the movie where she like starts laughing mm. and is like, oh, you don't understand what love is. And there's yeah. nothing you hold dear in the universe is laughing at you. Mm-hmm. And it, it was so telegraphed and predictable the way it was going yeah. Yeah. that like when Red Skull's like, oh, his tears are not for him. Yeah. You're like, well, duh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we all saw that happening except for Gamora. And it's just like this sort of inconsistency in character that somebody who is willing to eliminate half the universe is somehow still enamored with his adopted daughter mm-hmm. who has made it her life's mission to kill him. Mm. Like I I guess, you know, like they're they're that sort of father daughter relationship is so strong that uh, this could be. I mean, I don't know. I mean, who's to say how it works, though? Yeah. I mean, like the soul stone might be like, okay, what's your understanding of love and whatever that warped idea that Thanos has that he considers his most prized thing? Yeah. I mean, he still abandoned that which was most important to him, even if it wasn't actually love. True. Yeah, I mean, he needed her to get to the Soul Stone. Yeah. And he needed something to sacrifice. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it kind of it it's what it's in part what made Thanos such a good villain, but also I had problems with him feeling away about Gamora mm-hmm. because it just doesn't make any sense for somebody who's that big of a villain to love anyone. Yeah. To me, I don't know. I yeah, I yeah, it was it was a weird scene in general i mean it's fine it works but i mean it does also set up the soul stone for like he like red skull even says it like it's like the most powerful of the Mm. bunch because it has a mind so to speak yeah um and it kind of sets up a lot of theories about how the soul stone works and you know what the sort of Mm. the consequences of this movie i know how the soul stone works oh yeah (laughs) i mean i kind of know how the soul stone works How's it work? It's orange. We'll get to it. Okay. Okay. Fair. <laughs> there, are, there are things that will come up. Um, so Thanos ends up tossing Gamora to her death. Mm-hmm. Retrieves the Soul Stone. Uh, then we jump to Wakanda. Yes. The new Avengers arrive in Wakanda, and I'm gonna call this crew the New Avengers because it's kind of what they are. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, arrives in Wakanda and prepare for a fight while Shuri prepares to extract the Mind Stone from Vision's head. And they're preparing for a fight that's literally gonna happen right now. Yeah. It's like <laughs> there's actually no preparing. The fight's at the door. It's yeah. going on. And yeah. also, uh, when 
when T'Challa was like, get that man a shield, why yeah. didn't they actually get him a shield instead of stupid arm gauntlets? <laughs> uh, like, I was, like, so, um, in the lead up to the release shields. of the movie, <laughs> yeah. like, in the lead up to the release of the movie, they were uh, releasing a lot of toys for the movie, mm. yeah. and the Captain America toy for, for Infinity War had on the packaging a secret weapon. Mm. So, like, one, like, they left out one of the weapons on the toy packaging because it would obviously spoil the movie. Mm-hmm. But... We see in the movie that it didn't like there was nothing to spoil. Right, the gauntlets were in the trailer, and nothing came of them. Like I thought there was going to be a situation where like he could combine them and then make a shield. Right, what ha- I seem to forget what happened to a shield. Uh, I don't know he why left it with Tony. Yeah, oh, complete blank civil that. war. Yeah, okay. he just abandoned it. Like he never took it with. But him. like they couldn't give him. Any kind of sh- like I miss Cap throwing the shield around like the home of okay. vibranium can't make him another vibranium right? shield and like they know he has that like T'Challa knows he uses the shield he's seen him use it in Civil War yeah why can't like biggest or greatest technology in the world can't make him another shield I, I, I don't hated the arm gauntlets compared to like seeing him throw a shield they around. did nothing no they were pointless he was like the entire movie he was just punching people and so like the gauntlets also like. When they are fully formed, like he does a thing where it clicks into place yeah. and you see the point form mm-hmm. on the and end. It's like nothing added to it. <laughs> so like in some of the comics, like um, after I forget what storyline it was, but it's when Cap becomes a Nazi. Like mm-hmm. he gets mind he gets his uh brain he gets brainwashed by like the by the mind stone or something, and then he like is tricked into thinking that he's a secret agent. Yep. This is from the comic. Yeah, yeah. And so in those comics, he gets another shield, but it's in a very traditional shield shape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the tip of the shield, the point is like when he activates it, there's like a laser oh, sort sweet. of like it cuts. So it's like a laser that cuts through shit. So when I saw the shape on the arm gauntlets, I thought, oh, that's what they're going to do. Yeah. No. Like, it's just so frustrating. Like why they wouldn't do anything like that or yeah, yeah. why it wouldn't make more. Like they like why make such a big deal out of it in the toy packaging mm-hmm. and all this other stuff yeah. and then have it be inconsequential because he's just punching those fucking alien wolf dog things and for they the basically entire- gave him an ineffective weapon yeah like yeah. I don't understand it yeah no I agree it was weird yeah um let's see oh yeah the other question mm-hmm. how did Bruce get the Hulkbuster armor yeah it doesn't make any sense like how did it get to Wakanda yeah it how did it get to his, Wakanda it was in and, his pocket the whole time and who let him Tony's off planet. Yeah. Like the last time we saw the Hulkbuster armor used, it was shot out of a satellite. Right. So maybe it was sitting in the event on Tony's command. But like what? What? Where? I, I'm from? just going to go with it was in the Avengers headquarters. Sure. Maybe. But that's because that's where, where they all did were. It come from. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a plot hole. Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah. I, I have a feeling there might be a cut scene there. Yeah. Yeah. That will be on like the Blu-ray. Yeah, They're like oh okay, three hours more additional movie, like, <laughs> and part of it is like how he gets the Hulkbuster armor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Black Order arrives to take mm-hmm. the Mind Stone with an army of like alien grunt creature yep. things. Yeah, they're which marines. Was, which in was the ground. weird. I mean, these. I mean, they. I mean, I guess yes, you need an army, but also, who are these? Why aren't the Chitari there? Yeah, like aren't the Chitari like yeah. Your, That's his go-to army, right? Unless yeah, they're like the first Chitauri Avengers, dogs. Right? Like, is that what these are supposed to be? Like the animals of the Chitari world? Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. They kind of look similar-ish. Yeah. I don't feel like they were prepared for a fight. Like, I feel like Thanos and his guys, 
like their whole thing was, we're just going to go down and take the stones. There's not going to be a fight. We're going to annihilate whoever's in our way. We're going to take our shit and we're out of here. Do they brought kind of the weakest of the bunch? Yeah, but like, I also they didn't feel like prepare. they were preparing for a long time. Like Thanos has been. I mean, he's aware of what happened in the first Avengers. So his army got his ass kicked. Not aware. He was in charge of yeah. it. Yeah, like, so he's been tr- trying to get the stones for a while. Gamora makes a comment at some point in this that he's doing this now because he's finally ready. Yeah. And I think it's the combination of a lot of different things. It's one, all the stones have kind of revealed themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was attacked by Nebula and through probably the searching of her mm-hmm. brain pathways and recordings found the one that said that Gamora actually knows where the soul stone is. Yeah. And Asgard's gone. Which is like the protectors of yeah, the, realms. the realms. Yeah. So all those things gone, it's finally like the gates have opened for him to make the play. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's been prepping for a long time and he finally has the go ahead to do it. Maybe yeah. he felt that his his guys were going to take care of it. Maybe. Uh, and we don't know how many of oh, the feels- were actually lost yeah. as a result of yeah. the battle in New York. Maybe they're not as many as you think. Maybe. These that could have been, like that been the majority dogs, of the army could have been destroyed right then and there. That's possible. Yeah. And like another thing about the the whole this fight where the alien dog people are like kind of running into the, the yeah. shield mm. and sort of sacrificing themselves to get yep. through. And then like there's a part where they're like, we can't allow them to encircle us. Yeah. But I mean, it kind of doesn't make sense. Like nobody I, was really getting through. Yeah, nobody was really they're getting cut to shreds. Yeah, and like you saw, like little like packs of them moving around the shield, and like couldn't you just be like, "Hey, Wakabi, take your boys and go to the other side, right? And make sure they don't get through, right? Instead of we must open the shield. Like what? What well, are you maybe doing? Maybe yeah. they assume at some point it's just going to take such a beating that they that think part of the so. shield yeah, is going to give so. way. I mean, but in the meantime, like these aliens are just getting shredded by yeah. the, what, whatever that shield is. Like, so, let the shield take as many as it can. Yeah. And then when it's down to like 5%, then open it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> then you're dealing with, you know, likely like 20% less villains. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Just nerd problems. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we yeah. never overanalyze anything. Like, I've yeah. never commanded a standing army before, but hey, for this particular <laughs> movie, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. Uh, jumping back to Nidavellir, and we'll be going, we'll be jumping around a lot now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, jumping back to Nidavellir, Thor attempts to reignite the heart of the star, but the mechanism is broken. Mm-hmm. He holds it open and takes the brunt of the star's power, nearly killing him. Uh, they do end up creating from the mold. The top It'll of Stormbreaker. The force of a star boy. And yeah. whatever. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And Groot creates a handle. Like, the only yeah. thing Groot does in the entire movie <laughs> is like, he creates the handle for Stormbreaker and, like, cuts his arm off. Which is hilarious because it's like, oh, that looks like a problem that I can fix. Well, he also, he's, he's aware of everything going on, it seems. He's playing his game, but he's still listening. Mm-hmm. Like a kid listening. Here's everything going on. Yeah. And then he starts to see that this guy, this god, is literally about to kill himself for this thing. Yeah. And you could just see the look in his eyes. He just has this moment like, this shit's pretty serious. Yeah. Something like triggers in him and he's just like, okay, he finally the game's got to the... get put down. Shit yeah. just got real. Yeah. Like, I got to step up. And then uh, we get one of the coolest moments in the movie when we yes. jump back to Wakanda. Uh-huh. And we were told by uh, uh, Peter Dinklage 
that I don't remember the character name already. Uh, <laughs> we were told by Peter Dinklage that uh, Stormbreaker could probably even control the Bifrost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now Thor has access to that as well. So using the Bifrost, yeah, they pop in on the fight, which is just a great. Moment. Oh my god, it was one of the best visuals. It's like Rocket lands and there's just madness, and he's just like, yes. And I like, loved Bruce's reaction to it. Yeah. The like, helmet just says, opens up. Oh, now you're all screwed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like Thor just like drops in and drops his like Asgardian dick on the battlefield, just like <laughs> boom. And then well, if you look like, at the symbol of the Bifrost, that's what it was. It was just a silhouette yeah. of Thor's dick. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like thunder and light or lightning everywhere. His eyes are glowing, and, and then, like this is fucked. And then Thor just goes full Dynasty Warriors on like yes, the entire exactly. battlefield. Like you just see like waves of <laughs> aliens just like flying all over the place, and everybody else is like. Huh. <laughs> Good thing he's I, here. I guess he's a god. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. And then like the best like the one of the fa- one of my favorite lines from this part of the movie was when um like uh Ca- or Captain America sees Groot mm-hmm. and is like Oh yeah. And then Thor is like, Oh yeah, this is uh Groot. He's a tree. This <laughs> is my like, tree friend. Yeah. Yes. I am like, Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> he's like <laughs> I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> so great. It's that, again, that little thing like that that just made this yeah. movie because you have all these drastically different personalities and yeah. they worked. And they're in the and heat their of, awkwardness too because you it, just go, ah. It's just like how, like, yeah. it's just, it, it speaks to the power of Thor that he allows the other characters to have these moments. Yeah. Because he's stopping the battle long enough for the people to be like, that's a weird alien tree. Hi, Alien Tree. My name is Steve Rogers. <laughs> I my favorite one. I think my favorite moment is the arm thing, where he's just like, "How much is that arm?" or whatever. And oh yeah, Bucky and Rocket. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm gonna get that arm." Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, so yes. it's very Rocket. Because yeah. Rocket has wanted to take just about every prosthetic he's come across, yeah. yep. and he sees the arm, realizes its value, despite the fact that he is a space raccoon, has probably seen better. But yeah. then he sees the Wakandan arm, and he's like. I'm going to get that arm. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so great. good. Uh, jumping back to Titan, Thanos returns and yes. tells Doctor Strange why, why he's doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Avengers subdue him using Mantis's sleeping suggestion and also pry the gauntlet from his hands. When Quill realizes that he has killed Gamora and loses his temper, yes. essentially being they one of the biggest faults. Yeah. Of anybody in the entire movie, yeah, they 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 had victory, yeah, yeah, here, and that was a great moment to see them all working together. Spider Man and Iron Man, Mantis is on him, yeah. using every ounce of her power to control him, yeah, and and then Peter Quill, like and in it, every other movie, he just fucks it up somehow mm-hmm. because he can't control himself. Kind of speaks to the power too of Mantis. Like I think we saw this in Guardians too, where he was she was able to. Um, you know, suggest to Ego that he should be awake or he should be sleeping. Mm-hmm. And Ego being as powerful as he was, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it speaks to Mantis's power. But then here you see it with Thanos, who's already secured most of the stones, and she's somehow able to still put him in a mm-hmm. trance. Yeah, like he's getting there. Like they're able to stop him enough so that they can pry the arm off. This is where the thing that I was talking about earlier comes into play. Okay. So remember how we were talking about like how Wong and Doctor Strange can make those portals yes. yeah. and then close them using the tools that they have. Why did they not just open a portal over his arm and then cut it off at right. the elbow? 
like then you would separate yeah. the gauntlet from Thanos. He would be down half an arm, and your problems for the most part mm-hmm. would be. I mean, this is also answered by the fact that Doctor Strange has already seen fourteen million. Right, difference. right. Like, and so he, he knows he can't do that. Like, how is that not a solution? Or like how like maybe it doesn't work somehow, or maybe it somehow banishes Peter. Like, I don't know. Like, it's a fair question, yeah. but also so they can't. They can't open the portal directly on his arm. They would have to open the portal and get his arm into the portal. Yeah. Well, so they, they could, still need to get it in there. Yeah, that's true. Maybe the gauntlet with the stones, it wouldn't work. I mean, if he's that powerful, maybe they, they close it. It actually wouldn't close around the arm. Mm, I don't know. I mean, it's, just, it's, I mean, there's probably a lot of things like that we could bring up. Yeah. <laughs> and then ultimately you go, well, that's not good storytelling. Yeah. Uh, that, and that's just for the sake of the plot and everything. I think this in this like battle scene too is where we see sort of the highlights of the bleeding edge armor, like Tony's new mm-hmm. Iron Man armor. Mm-hmm. Like you see him manifest just like however many different weapons he had. He had like the yeah. the sort of like blade thing that he gets, mm-hmm. and like he has like the giant like he has the bigger hand cannon thing. He's that, almost become was it the the T one thousand or whatever from Terminator Two? Mm-hmm. Like it's like that liquid. Like, whoop, now I have a blade. Except yeah. he makes working machinery yeah. instead of just, like, blunt objects. But how quickly it just shroom into a, a, new, yeah. a new power. It's kind of like a way better version of War Machine. You know, it's not like how War yeah. Machine mm-hmm. has all these weapons at his disposal, but Tony now can make, like, repulsor rays that are bigger than the ones that he has on his hands, and he can make swords, shields, yeah, just about everything, which I thought was kind of cool. Like, very adaptive. Like, you see it happening throughout the yep. fight. Um, but, yeah, like... I mean, it's also, you could probably catch him unaware with a mm-hmm. portal and snap his arm off. But at the same time, he also has the ability to transport around with the space stone. Oh, yeah. So if he sees that coming, he could just teleport too and get out of the way of it. Mm. So it's, yeah, yeah nerd, I don't know. Like nerd problems. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not questioning their decisions here. I'm just saying like, you know, if like that. No, was it's a, fair. Yeah. It's a fair critique. So, I mean, but yeah, I I like this battle scene. Like, I like how you kind of see, like, how Doctor Strange sort of support, like, acts as a support hero, Mm -hmm. you know? And he, like, makes those, like, astral planes for Peter Quill to, like, run off of. And then you see, like, how the different, or, like, how Iron Man will interact with, like, with with Spider-Man. And, like, is a very sort of... It invoked the same sort of spirit from Age of Ultron, where you see that big battle scene mm-hmm. where they're trying to protect or like destroy mm-hmm. the core or protect the core, whatever. That one scene where you see them all working in tandem, yes, and like you have the slow motion shot, and it was very much like totally, yeah, yeah. I like that. So after Peter loses his temper, Mantis loses her grasp, and Thanos escapes, proceeding to throw an entire moon at them. Yeah. Yes, that was <laughs> that cool. was badass. It's <laughs> like I'm so mad. <laughs> you see the planet light up, and you're like, "Oh shit, that's he incredible!" Just tears it apart and throws it. Yeah, that yeah. was Very super cool. cool. Was that the Power Stone? That was a Power Stone. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the battle continues on Wakanda, mm-hmm. and the huge gear wheels start shredding the battlefield up. Yep. Wanda leaves Vision's side to help, allowing Glaive to make a move on the stone. Uh, then we get the scene with Wanda, Widow, and Okoye face off with Proxima. Mm-hmm. And then Wanda, like, tosses her up into one of the passing yep. gear wheels and shreds her up. And Widow's just like, that was gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, this, this is, like, 
I mean, I kind of knew that Wanda was very powerful just from her comics mm -hmm. persona. But, I mean, getting to see it in the movie was also awesome. Yeah. Because in Ultron, she was very much like a teenager. Oh, yeah. Know? She was still learning. Like, mm -hmm. it wasn't developed at all. And then so now you see her being able to, like, lift giant objects and, like, change the course of the battle. Mm -hmm. And, like, it really establishes her, I think, as, like, a like a top-tier, like, hero totally. in this universe, you know? Yeah. Uh, Bruce goes one-on-one -on -one with Obsidian. Uh, goes one-on-one -on -one with Obsidian. That was a... Mm -hmm. well, uh, eventually propelling him into the Wakandan barrier where he's destroyed, kind of using the yep. the glove on. And that locking mechanism armor. is what is what Tony used on him when they fought in Ultron, yeah. right? Yep. So like he in, he encompasses or engulfs his hand and then just yeah. shoots the gauntlet off. And I thought that was a pretty cool way to die. I totally. Mean, not, maybe not <laughs> yeah. a cool way to die. A cool way to kill somebody. Yeah. Like just sh shoot them into a barrier and yep. then just have the friction of the barrier. It just explode them into pieces, mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Cap and Vision battle Glaive, who Vision takes out by stabbing him in the chest in the same way he'd done to Vision earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From that's, behind. That was kind of With awesome. his own. Yeah, that was yeah. super cool. And Vision being someone who's blatantly stayed before, I value life. For him to get to this point. Yeah. Is that big. adaptive technology? Yeah, right. <laughs> He's learning. <laughs> <laughs> He's been around us so much. He's okay to kill now. That's... Oh, boy. <laughs> Doesn't oh, no. say a lot for the human race. <laughs> no. Jumping back to Titan, the Avengers continue, continue to battle Thanos. Mm -hmm. First, uh, Doctor Strange and then Tony. I love the battle with Doctor Strange and Thanos. The one-on-one oh, yeah. -on -one here where he does like the whole arms thing and splits himself yeah. into the multiple things, throwing all the magic threads and stuff. That was awesome. Like that. So um part of the thing on the internet after infinity war came out was like infinity war spoilers without context mm -hmm. so people would post pictures from just random sources that were references <laughs> to scenes in the movie okay but because they had no context they were spoilers only for people who had already seen the movie so like you would only get the reference if you had already seen the movie sure but for everybody else like me who had not seen the movie when they saw all these like spoilers without context online it was just fucking torture because you're like what do all these pictures mean <laughs> but like yeah like that whole thing where he does like the buddha hands mm -hmm. and then he splits into like a million pieces and like does the whole whatever magic whip thing yeah that was so cool it was super cool like that is exactly what you would expect dr strange to do like as a like a the sorcerer supreme oh god yeah and it shows how powerful strange is too yeah he's holding his own to an extent with someone who already has like most of the infinity stone and he's not using his infinity no stone, like which is bananas like, yeah why aren't you using it like, like why you didn't you rewind time to where quill hit him and tell him stop that from happening again and then we know it, this this is where yeah, that line comes like back the fact that he thing. saw everything anything strange does we can go okay this is the way it was supposed to go for him yeah he's pushing everything yeah. towards that one scenario it was just hilarious because you like i just remembered like when i was watching this scene and then i remembered the scene from dr strange where he's going up against dormammu he's like yeah dormammu i've come to bargain dormammu i've come to bargain they even have a similar way that he comes into the scene yeah yeah, yeah at yeah. one point and it looks like he's dropping down on that yeah. platform. It's very cool. Uh, Tony manages to draw blood before mm -hmm. Thanos stabs him. And mm -hmm. I was like, holy shit, they're killing Tony. Yeah. He says something like all that work for a drop of blood yeah. or something. Yeah. Which is an interesting line. So, like, it's very. The line is very purposeful. Mm -hmm. And it does make a lot of sense. Like, 
why all this effort and you drawing one drop of blood? Like it makes you think like the conspiracy theorist in me is like, maybe he wants that blood for something. Mm. Maybe this is how he beats him. You know, maybe the blood is somehow the key or the way that Tony's able to use it somehow. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, everything that he does or everything that he does, he can collect information from Mm -hmm. and use it in the future. Tony's not dumb. Mm. He's got to be able to do something with it. I mean, all of it is, I mean, it could just be like a story point where, you know, Tony is trying everything in his power to do anything and all he can do is scratch him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of saw it as Thanos kind of pointing out the futility of Tony's yeah. attempts. Yeah. Or for, of all of them. Yeah. There's what, five of you. Yeah. You guys just went through all this and all you got was a scratch of blood right, out of me. Right. Like, well, how long are you going to keep this up? Because I'm just going to kill you. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I like, I mean, the, Realistically, I don't see him doing anything with the blood. No. But it is interesting to think, like, can he do something with it? Like, does he make, like, a Thanos killing armor? Like, (laughs) you know, like, does he somehow integrate Thanos' DNA? Like, this is, like, the the possibilities are endless, but, I mean. Speculating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then there's also the, okay, I want to know how you guys interpret this as well, too. Because I interpret it one way, and I've heard other people interpret it another way. And I don't know exactly where I rest on it still. It was when Thanos talks to Tony and goes, you have my respect, Stark. When I'm done, half of humanity will still be alive. I hope they yeah. remember you. Mm-hmm. What did that mean to you? I mean, I to me, it meant that Thanos saw him as already dead. Like, he had just stabbed the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And he was just sort of eulogizing Tony to his face, mm-hmm. saying, like, I'm, uh, you have failed to stop me. I will continue on my path. Um, if you are like you will no longer be around, so I hope the rest of whatever is left remembers you, because I think to a certain extent, as genocidal as he is, Thanos does have a shred of honor mm-hmm. because I mean you see it in like his emotional response to sacrificing Gamora, and like his purpose is he he does not at any point sort of deviate from his purpose, mm. so there is a shred of honor there. Mm-hmm. And so to have faced somebody like Tony who had drawn blood, I mean, as as much as he wants to belittle Tony's accomplishments, mm-hmm. he's he also wants to acknowledge that, you know, hey, you done good, kid. Right. You know, yeah. I hope everybody else remembers what you did here. He seems to be they're connected somehow, which was hinted at as well. That's true, too. So I, I think in the same vein, he knows that Iron Man is a symbol like he was the leader of the Avengers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is this. The world knows about him. He led this battle against Thanos. Also, Iron Man thwarted his initial attempt. Yeah, yeah. Like he knows that Iron so, Man was the sort of source of all of that. Like that was the guy that shoved the nuke through mm-hmm. the portal. Right. So I thought of something like kind of totally different. <laughs> okay. Uh. So when he said that, like obviously you have my respect. That's mm-hmm. pretty clear. But the way he said the next line, when I'm done, half of humanity will still be alive. Mm -hmm. I guess looking at it, you could say, okay, he's just stating a fact. Mm -hmm. He's saying when I'm done, half of humanity will be alive. When I heard it, I interpreted it as when I'm done. Out of respect to you, I will leave half of humanity. Oh, I felt the same way. Like he he was going to wipe out humanity. Right. Like we don't know what his half means. Yeah. Mm. Is he taking half of every population or is he eliminating half of the universe? Right. And leaving some planets to regrow their resources. Meaning that Earth. We don't. Yeah. Maybe Earth was on the hit list. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree with you. When I heard it the first, that's exactly what I thought. 
was that he was wiping out the human race. Yeah. Probably out of anger a little bit that his first in the Avengers, like they beat him. Yeah. And he's pissed. Fuck them. I'm wiping. Right. Them out. Right. I'm not going to let you continue to exist. But because of how hard they fought, I'll let half of them live. That's out that's kind of what I thought. Out of respect yeah, for Tony and what I, he was yeah, able to accomplish. Thing. He's going to allow half of humanity to live. And then whatever half remains, I hope they remember you because mm-hmm. you saved their lives. Interesting. That's what I interpreted. Yeah. And oh, it's yeah. only because they phrased it that way. Uh-huh. Although you could totally interpret it as he's just stating a fact that I hope they remember you because I'm going to leave half of them alive. That was always the plan. I'm just yeah. telling you that's what's going to happen. Uh, the way it was but then said it almost feels like way. he would have said, oh, I respect you, Stark. And the half of humanity that remains will remember you. Not like when I'm done, half will be. Yeah. Like just the way it's phrased is the way so he strange. says it is definitely yeah. that he's going to spare half of humanity. Because there is a greater context to everything, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like, it, like you said, it really depends on what his definition of half of the universe right, is. Right, right. I mean, like, conceivably, you could eliminate the entire Earth, but is that consistent with the purpose of what he's doing? doing and I, yeah. and you could argue either way. Like, going into the movie, and and when he first said he was going to eliminate half the population, mm-hmm. or even in the trailers when they say that, yeah, my thought is, oh yeah, he's gonna kill the population of half of every planet. Yeah. And that's what they've shown him do. Too, right. Gamora. And that's what they've shown him do. Yeah. And then until this line, I didn't waver from that. But when yeah. he said this, I was like, wait, was he going to wipe out all of humanity? Yeah. Like and it kind of confused me a little bit. Just like the wording in our galaxy. Yeah. Like there were only certain planets that were going to make it. Everything else was just going to vanish. Yeah. 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 That's so an interesting. Weird. Yeah. That's an interesting interpretation. Like what? Like would earth have, and that's why I thought, oh, maybe Tony's dying. His yeah. sacrifice saved at least half of humanity. Yeah. Which would have made a death like, of course, he doesn't. But yeah. <laughs> but up until right that moment, you yeah. assume he is. I, I assume yeah. that he was kind of like saving half of humanity mm-hmm. as a result of that. Until Strange yeah. steps in. It was just a very weirdly worded thing that could have gone anyway. They could have worded it differently to have it more clear. But yeah. either way, uh, Thanos goes to kill Tony, but Strange then agrees mm-hmm. to give up the stone. If he spares Tony's life, which we have that coming back now, that super important line from before that I will not hesitate to give either of you up. But like we've been saying the entire time, anything strange that anything that he's choosing to do, he's pointing everything towards that one scenario. So Tony is key. Yeah. He cannot die. Thanos needs to get all the crystals. Yes. And and, yeah. And it makes sense because Iron Man thematically iron man was the beginning of the marvel cinematic universe Mm -hmm. he's kind of the one that started it all like uh nick fury was approached him first about joining the avengers initiative Mm -hmm. you know iron man is the one that kind of started it all and so it makes sense thematically for him to close out in avengers 4 as absolutely the sacrificial Mm -hmm. like one of the things that will set up the neck the the mcu in the years coming but also to sort of wrap up his story mm-hmm. as you know, his contract is expiring. And yeah. so it makes a lot of sense um, thematically and also from a story perspective too. Yeah. One of the beefs I had about this scene that was so dumb and so nerdy, but like he gets <laughs> stabbed with his own like sword Nanotech, weapon thing. Yeah. yeah. And like, I mean, one, why? I mean, I guess at this point he's used up so much of it. You see it in like, the in the ensuing fight where he like 
you, the the armor from his legs disappears. Yeah, and there's like parts yeah. missing and stuff. Like the blasters on the his mask arms. is scratched up. And right, never- and so it's not heal. It's not self healing anymore. Yeah. It's it's like over exhausting itself. But I mean, like, isn't there some way you could like build a safeguard into the armor where I can't get stabbed? Can't by my stab own armor? Yeah, like it dissolves on contact. Yeah, I mean, becomes I, my armor again. I know Thanos is very powerful, and he can. you know he's super strong or whatever but i mean but do you think iron man ever tony stark would ever stop and think there's somebody so powerful that they're gonna break off a piece of my armor and stab me with it i don't know that he would yeah that's true he does think of a lot of scenarios yeah and he has a lot of safeguards he's a paranoid guy yeah and then also how he like how he remedies the stab like like, sprays it with the freezing stuff like what it's like he has like this weird futuristic quick clot stuff that he just like sprays well, into the wound. He's like, mm, I'm we good don't now. know when the next one starts up what kind of shape he's going to be in either. Yeah. He could be in that could just be to hold him over from dying from bleeding out. That's true. He could be in pretty shitty shape. Oh yeah, shape I think he's in bad shape. Yeah, yeah, because he's, he's kind of out of the movie. Nebula's going to have to yeah. get his ass home. Uh, and then we get Tony glancing over to Strange real quick. Why would you do that, Strange? We're in the end game now. Yeah. just even more hinting at i know what i'm doing yeah this, this is, things have to get worse before they get better it's like remember that one way i told you yeah. about this is it this is it pretty, and he's pretty much yeah he's yeah. not like bummed about any of this he's just like this is it's going according to plan yeah we jump back to wakanda thanos arrives and takes mm-hmm. apart the avengers one by one oh, like they're nothing like nothing like swat and flies but now he's got all but one of the stones, so yep. he is at power level almost max. Yeah, he's, he's getting there. almost power level omega. Yes, and it's funny like how he uses each individual stone. Just, yeah, like as a flex, you know, mm-hmm. he like has all this power, and he's like power stone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like mind stone. Like you see all the fl- like the colors flashing, and you're just like, yeah. This guy's. I thought it was kind of ingenious that they did create a mechanic in which he has to activate the stones. Yeah, because he is—he's not just using the power of them; he literally is filtering the power through the gauntlet. Yeah, and like and he has to close his hand in order to do it. And there's that that thing that Tony throws in his hand to like prevent him from closing it at one point, which yeah. is not a thing that you would think to build into your armor. Well, no, he can just build it out what? of nanites. Yeah, now like what? that, his armor is so powerful now; it's silly. Yeah. It's bananas. Yeah. But like, yeah, like the, I like that he has to close his hand to activate mm-hmm. a stone and that there seems to be some restriction on using multiple stones at a time because mm-hmm. he never really does it until he does end. use two at one point together. Which what like, when does he do that? Uh, I don't remember when, but I do remember seeing two of them lit up okay. at the same time. Okay. But, but that's, yeah. Yeah. But he generally does use like one at a time. Yeah. This scene was kind of, I mean, this scene was awesome for two reasons. One, you get to see Thanos flex, and then two, you get to see Thor mm-hmm. yeah. just like fucking amazing. Mm. <laughs> like it oh, was. I don't remember the scene, but I do remember it's the Power Stone and whatever one is next to it because one of the Power Stone's abilities is actually enhancing the power of the other stones. So power and space. So probably space. Goes, yeah, they were purple. So blue. he, yeah. So he, he only like the only time I saw him use two concurrently is when he was making one stronger with the Power Stone. I see. That's all. Yeah. Which doesn't really affect. It's not using two abilities at the same time necessarily. It's kind of enhancing one yeah. through another. Yeah. yeah, that's all. But yeah, the, like the this scene where we get to see Stormbreaker mm-hmm. and how powerful it actually is. Yeah. I mean, it just cuts through the rainbow yeah. and then just giant axe wound in Thanos' chest. I mean, right that, I thought that was fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. And we'll get to that in just a moment. Okay. <laughs> Vision begs Wanda to destroy the stone. 
Uh, she does so destroying Vision in the process, which was kind of a heartbreaking scene, even though we kind of had an idea what was yeah. happening next because yeah. he just got the time stone. Yeah. So Thanos rewinds the Vision until mm-hmm. he's whole and then forcibly extracts the stone, which was brutal. And it yeah. was interesting, too, that he used it not to rewind all of time. He kind of rewound that one thing. Which yeah. is something we saw Strange do before, yeah. too, when he did it on like an Apple yeah. and just rewinding and fast forwarding right. that one thing. So you thing. can use it on probably a grand scale. Oh, yeah. You can use it for this minute little thing, which could also come, you know, into play down the road, too. Oh, it sure could. Well, the fact that the time stone is in play means that anything really is mm-hmm. possible. And also gives the scene gives context to Wanda's powers as mm-hmm. well, because they say it earlier in the movie, like if the stone encounters a power equal to itself. Mm -hmm. That means that Scarlet Witch is as powerful as an infinity stone. Equal and similar. So she could destroy the mind stone because her powers are mind oriented. Are they mind oriented? I thought Mm -hmm. hers were probability oriented. Like, or like, like in the comics, like she has the ability to like control hexes. Right. So like, she's like, it's some sort of weird magic esque. Well, in the MCU, there's who knows, they could interpret it in a different way. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, but Vision like says outright like your power is similar enough to the Mind Stone. Yeah, and then she does use it in Civil War as like a as like a mind altering thing. Or not yeah. Civil War, yeah. but yeah. So I guess we run with that. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what they said. I but can... yeah, no, you're right. They are in the comics, even though they're very like arbitrary. Yeah. She has one of those powers that you're like, what is her power? Like they say they poke fun at it in Age She's... of Ultron. Yeah, saying she's, that she's weird is her she, power. She's like, yeah, because I don't truly understand. I was like, yeah, hey, what is this coming out of with this pinkish yeah. fog? It's very strange. Smoke. Yeah. What she's like it? Domino from uh, Deadpool. Like Domino's power is just being super lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but what does that even mean? Yeah, what does it mean? Right. But I mean, it's obviously she has the ability to execute on it. But yeah, like, I mean, it's awesome to see that she's this powerful. But also I'm curious to see how they use that because, yeah. You know, Almost as soon as he adds the Mind Stone, the gauntlet, Thor appears, yep. flings Stormbreaker into his chest and like Bam. pushes it in there. Yeah, that was so fucking metal. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's just like the, the strongest weapon in the universe is being cut. Like the beam from the strongest uni- weapon in the universe is being cut in half by a like by Stormbreaker. And I, I mean, I knew that Stormbreaker was powerful from the comics. Yeah. But goddamn. Right. Like just to see it like flinging, like flying through the, the yeah. visual. Oh, so good. And then uh, not being quite dead yet. Thanos is like, should have gone for the head. And yep. then the snap. snap. Boom. Yeah. And then we get a whole bunch of white. Yes. And then, okay, so I said the colors would come back into play. Right. This is where they come into play. Mm -hmm. And this is something I don't know how many people have read about, uh, but it is something that is confirmed by the Russos. The scene we jump to, we see Thanos encountering Gamora as he first met her. Yeah. She asks him what it costs, to which he replies, everything. Mm -hmm. They are in an orangey place Mm -hmm. because they are inside of the soul That's what I assumed when I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, because if it can take life, I'm assuming it can. Like, Thanos took an axe to the chest. Yep. In theory, he's probably, yeah, he should have aimed for the head and killed him instantly. Yeah. But I think he's dying. Took an axe to the chest. Like, getting in the soul stone mm-hmm. probably healed him to allow him now continue on. But the soul stone also contains souls. Yeah. Meaning mm-hmm. that we just saw Gamora is alive in some form. She's just inside the soul stone. Right. So when she was thrown off the cliff, she didn't just die. Right. Her soul was transferred yeah. into the soul stone. Right. And 
as we're about to see the mass right. execution, mm-hmm. those people are all not necessarily dead. So yeah. time might not have to be the factor. Mm-hmm. Right. The soul stone could be containing everybody who was wiped out. Like it is a world into itself. It literally is. Like so in anybody the comics, he wipes they have, out with it is inside of there. In the comics, they have a place called Soul World. Yeah. That is an entire realm that exists within the soul stone Mm -hmm. and nobody can get out of it unless the holder of the stone allows them to. Mm -hmm. And only Adam Warlock and Gamora in the comics successfully escaped from the soul stone. Right. Right. So this, this all happens. We're in the theater. Yeah. It's packed. Mm -hmm. Autumn's going to is questioning everything, like trying to understand. Mm -hmm. You should explain who Autumn is. Autumn is Ashley's five-year-old daughter. Okay. Who has seen Avengers and Spider-Man. Yeah. Like this is the extent of her knowledge of. Mm -hmm. We go into the Soul Stone. The theater is dead silent. Uh And all of a sudden you hear. Are they in China? And I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> not soft. Not a whisper. As loud as she could say it. Like, she figured it out. <laughs> no, please. Your Sherlock Neville oh, level knowledge. I was like instantly beat red. And I was like, oh, God, why? Everybody's in shock right now. And she screams this out. <laughs> I would have laughed so hard if I had heard anybody uh, say something like that. That is amazing. Oh, wow. That was, yeah. Oh. So we come out of the Soul Stone and <laughs> we go to China. Wakanda again. Uh, and now with a singed gauntlet that clearly the power was used a whole bunch, Thanos disappears into another space portal. Uh, yep. We then... See Bucky, who just says Steve turns to Ash. Yeah. So there's no, I mean, the, the gun's not destroyed. It's not it's destroyed. Still usable it's not unusable, he, but it is damaged. It's damaged. Yeah, yeah. which whole bunch plays into the fact that there is another gauntlet out there. Or there's a, a mold. mold of it. Yeah, there's the so. mold still out there. Uh, so Bucky turns mm-hmm. to Ash. Then yeah. others begin turning into Ash, including Black Panther. Yep. Groot, Wanda, mm-hmm. Falcon, Mantis, Drax, and Star Lord. Yep. Before Strange turns to Ash, Mm -hmm. he tells Tony there was no other way. Again, Mm -hmm. pointing to he points this has to happen. This looks like it sucks immensely, Mm -hmm. but this is the way it has to go for things to get better. And then the heartbreaking freaking scene. Right. Peter grasps Tony and with shades of David Tennant's farewell and Doctor Who is basically like, I don't I don't want to go. I don't want to die. Yeah. I don't want to go. So the thing that I don't, I don't know if you're going to say talk about this, but the thing. So after I saw the movie, immediately went to the internet and I was reading a whole bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. and then I read about how the Spider-Man scene was even more heartbreaking when mm-hmm. you think about what his powers are. So like Peter Parker as Spider-Man has Spidey sense. We oh, see no. it activated, right? Yeah. And earlier in the movie, or we see it manifest. And when you think about what was happening. And how Spidey Sense works, right? He knew it Universally. was coming. Like, like he knew it was coming, mm-hmm. and like, despite the fact that it had been going on around him, like he knew that it was happening to him. And so that scene where he's like, "Mr. Stark, please, please, I don't want to die." He had please. to deal with it longer than anybody. He knew right. it was coming. <laughs> Everyone else was just like, "Oh, what's happening?" Right? Like he knew that this was going to happen. Yeah, it was like so heartbreaking to hear him in like his squeaky Tom Holland voice being mm-hmm. like, "Oh no, Mr. Stark, oh, no, uh, uh, you know, like just uh, like after I read that, I was like, right. "Oh my god!" It's not the thing I was going to mention, but along with that, 
Tom Holland improvised that entire scene. Really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So him like grabbing yeah. on to Robert Downey Jr. and like he, the lines might have been there uh-huh. to an extent, but like a lot of what he did there was uh-huh. improvised. And it's like it's yeah, like, it's just so heartbreaking. Like because they have this sort of weird father son relationship, yeah. and when you consider the absence of a male like mm-hmm. sort of the absence of male guidance in Peter Parker's life, and like the absence of like a family structure in Tony Stark. Well, we life. saw Tony at the beginning of the movie talking to Pepper yeah. about having a kid. Yeah. Because this, this is all going to play into, he's going to feel like Spider-Man was in some way like a son to mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And so like giving him the just, the armor and all this stuff, like, yeah, it's just so it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Like it kind of is like, Oh now. So is Spider-Man the agent Coulson to Tony Stark? Like, Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of Coulson's in this movie. Yeah. There's a lot of like <laughs> sacrificial Coulson's. I yeah. think we can call them like, you know, but yeah, I, I feel was, like it'd be even more like even if he goes back and finds out Pepper's gone, like still Spider-Man, the kid being gone is going to hurt. Mm-hmm. He's going to do something. He's kind of responsible for him yeah. being in this yeah. mess in the yeah. first place. If yep. it wasn't for him searching him out. Yeah. Well, I mean, he still could have potentially disappeared, but, but Tony just wouldn't know him. Right. That's, well, that's all. Well, yeah, right. Tony's going to feel responsible. Right. Yeah. For this kid. So yeah. we then go to an unknown world. Mm hmm. And we see the sun rising over that planet. Yep. Thanos emerges from a house and sits down to witness it and just Smart. smiles. Just happy. End of movie. Well, because he said that he wanted to do that. Right. right like, absolutely. That's all he wanted. That's what he wanted. Like, Balance the done. universe. Watch the sunrise. He said he, yeah, he said he wanted to watch the sunrise over a grateful universe. Right. So now. He did it. This is like another, like, another thing that I had read online. Um, like, do you think Thanos is in the soul zone? No. You think he's in the... I feel like he went into it in order to not die. And then he came out of it. Like it healed him. He went... Yeah. Well, he came out. Yeah. But he had gone into it to see Gamora. Well, yeah. But why bother coming back out just to teleport away with a space stone? Yeah, because he teleported away. So I think he went somewhere. There, I've also heard the theory that maybe he's rebuilt Titan with the reality stone. Oh, okay. Which... But I mean, we'll we'll find out, Mm -hmm. hopefully. Or I mean, it's kind of inconsequential. If yeah. it's not like in the Soul Stone, yeah, I don't really don't care. He could be on any planet. Yeah. yeah, it's it's more so just recreating. He could have built the planet with the Reality Stone yeah, just because that's been the way he a... wanted things to end. Yeah, yeah, he could have yeah. actually built the reality that he wanted. Yeah. Um. We then get the post credit scene. Yeah. Which honestly, as I saw like the main credits play out and they didn't do a mid credit scene. Yeah. I was like, please be bold. Please be bold. Uh-huh. Please be bold and be the first Marvel movie without an end credit scene and leave people on that note. Mm. I wanted that so bad. I understand, uh-huh. but I wanted that. I mean, I it's a Marvel movie. I have expectations that there will be one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wish that, like, it, regardless of whether they have one or not, I just would like to know whether you know it is going to happen i think the media has done a pretty good job about putting that out before Mm -hmm. the movie comes out or after the movie initially releases but um yeah i mean the post-credit scene i thought was yeah so the post-credit scene maria hill and nick fury are hearing about the attack on wakanda when a car Mm -hmm. crashes in front of them they eventually go up to it and see that it's empty a helicopter then smashes into a building and we turn around and hill is also turning into ash Mm -hmm. as people around him start to disappear fury activates a high-tech looking beeper that drops to the ground as he also turns to ash with his almost motherfucking problem yeah (laughs) Yeah. he's like (laughs) motherfucker 
And then the beeper displays the logo of Captain Marvel. Yes. I like that attention to detail that it was a beeper mm-hmm. because we know from like stories about the upcoming Captain Mar- upcoming Captain Marvel movie that it does take place in the sort of the 90s. 1992. Right. So that technology mm-hmm. does make sense for that time period. Mm-hmm. Also, like I'm excited for Captain Marvel because yeah. I know she is basically like the Superman of the Marvel universe. She is arguably, yeah, one of the most powerful. Like she's got all the power. Like I think it's just like her, Adam Warlock, and then like the Celestials or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like she's like dumb powerful. Like she's like she's like the Superman. Like she can punch somebody like Daniels into space. Right. So I'm excited to see her. Um, Brie Larson does mm-hmm. look pretty good in the, oh, yeah. the set pictures that I've seen. Although it's not the traditional. Captain Marvel. It is her original costume. It's the Kree suit, right? It's like the yeah. one that she gets initially. Yeah. It's her original one. And I guarantee, I guarantee that by Avengers 4, she'll have, the, if yeah. not by the end of that movie, she'll have the traditional one. The colors were there yeah. on the beeper. Yeah. So they're definitely going in that direction. It's funny that they would upgrade tech from the 90s to somehow transmit into space, right. which is hilarious because like you, you could just send an email. <laughs> well, we don't know what her situation is either. No, we don't. She was in the 90s. This all happens. That's true. We're going to figure out where has she been, where is she hiding, or where, you know, she could have left Earth on the note of this is the technology. Mm-hmm. Beep me if there's a problem. I don't know. <laughs> so we also get the uh, phrase Thanos yeah. will return mm-hmm. at the end, kind of signifying the fact that this really was Thanos's movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More so than the Avengers. Granted, not everything was from the perspective of Thanos because mm-hmm. we had so many other characters that we've been mm-hmm. attached to for so long. Um, I There was a little misleading with the Russos saying that this was definitely a standalone movie. And some people can mm-hmm. go, well, if you look at Thanos's arc, it's a standalone movie. I'm like, well, yeah, but it wasn't just Thanos's arc. Yeah. This is probably out of every Marvel movie. This is the one that you can't watch out of context. Mm-hmm. You would understand nothing. That's true. Yeah. yeah. There would be so much you'd be missing. Even with the explanation of the Infinity Zones, you'd have no idea the backgrounds of these characters. Their interactions would mean so much less. Yeah. They keep referencing mm-hmm. things that have happened in the past that you'd have no idea about. And you see reflections of that in the movie. And mm-hmm. again, this speaks to the attention to detail that Marvel puts into the movie. Like you see this when Bruce Banner is at uh, the Avengers headquarters. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wait, we have a Spider-Man and an Ant-Man? Yeah. Like, you know, you see, like, reflections of that, like, in the yeah. movie. So it's it's critical for you to have seen, I mean, as as long and drawn out as it sounds, to have seen 18 movies for yes, this to make sense. Absolutely. Because otherwise Thanos, like, his, you don't, if without the context, you don't get the weight of his abilities the weight of his responsibility Mm -hmm. like you don't get like the drama behind iron man's relationship with spider-man yeah like yeah so definitely so originally they had said that this was infinity war in part one and then there was going to be infinity war part two right then they decided to change that because they're like well this is really a standalone movie right and it's not can we trust anything they say no no (laughs) no it's really not a standalone movie i am curious what the title of the next one would be because they did say that revealing that too early would give things away for infinity war right and so like leading up to so it's it's strange so when is guardians 3 coming out post 2020 post Post avengers Avengers 4 the only two in between are ant-man the wasp mm -hmm. and captain marvel Marvel. we know captain marvel takes place in 92 and we were told 
that Ant-Man and the Wasp takes, pre- uh, takes place prior to Infinity War. Right. So we will not see the fallout of this movie until infin- uh, until the Unless next Avengers movie. Unless a post-credit movie. scene shows something. Yeah. Gets them right up to speed. Yeah. So, like, um, we see, like, in the course of the Guardians movies, we see mm-hmm. Adam Warlock reference. Yes, at yeah. the end of Guardians 2. So you see him in you see like, his, his pod. cocoon or yeah. pod or whatever, right? And so in the comics, Adam Warlock is one of the reasons Thanos is defeated. Mm-hmm. Like Adam Warlock is like a, like one of the most powerful beings in this universe. He's one of the only people that can also wield the gauntlet. Yep. He ends up wielding it to some extent. Um, I know in the comics, Gamora is actually the, or not Gamora. Um, Mm. Nebula. Nebula Nebula is the one is, who like defeats him is the one that yeah. gra- takes the gauntlet away and mm-hmm. reverses everything that he's done and so but yeah like it's interesting to see that Adam Warlock because he's been quote unquote reserved for Guardians 3 according to James Gunn that you we won't see him at all interesting in the context see, I of thought Thanos. we might yeah that's what I thought because he's been sort of in development and he's you know? so tied into the infinity gauntlet story. Yeah. Like he's a critical part of yeah. the sort of second part of it. And so like, I know I've read that James Gunn said that we're reserving Adam Warlock for guardians three. So it's interesting to know that guardians three is not even coming out before the next Avengers movie, mm-hmm. because now it's like, okay, so what's going to be your, I guess, Captain Marvel. Kind Here's of the other thing spot. too, though. Are we being lied to again? I mm, like I don't even know anymore, and I, I kind of like that I don't know. <laughs> I, I tend I like when it comes to like logistics like this. Mm-hmm. I tend to believe like pe- what people say. Okay, like I mean because I've never been led astray by what a director says about mm-hmm. a movie. Like generally, what they say applies. Like I mean, trailers have lied to me before, but sure. you know th- those are meant to a certain degree to mislead. So I don't know. Like, it's interesting. Interesting. It is interesting. (laughs) So, one of the things that... We have the remaining Avengers. Mm -hmm. We have Captain Mm -hmm. America, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Black Widow, War Machine, Rocket, and Gamora. Mm -hmm. Interesting lineup. Most of the original Avengers, if not all of the original Avengers. Oh, sorry, yes. Nebula. Um... We don't know about Hawkman or Ant-Man. Uh-huh. And because Ant-Man the Wasp takes place before Infinity War, their post-credit scene could have one or both of them turning into Ash. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because their movie yeah. happens there. So, yeah, they could like we might find out that they're not starting off with either of those people. It's something they could do. I don't know if they will. Mm-hmm. Because Ant-Man wasn't in this one, I feel like he'll get more screen time in Avengers 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we have pretty much the original crew. Yeah, it is. In a couple editions. It's it's like when you think about it from a business perspective, mm-hmm. like what, when you know that people's contracts are expiring mm-hmm. and you know that the people who have disappeared have movies that are already like yeah. set in stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the consequences seem less grave, but... Also, like, so I was reading up about set pictures from the next Avengers movie, mm-hmm. and a lot of the set pictures are taken of the original team in their original gear. Mm. So, I mean, so you see Cap in like the very bright red, white, and blue suit, and I think Tony is in like an original or a, a Which lower. Makes you think time travel? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, obviously that's a possibility sure. here. Um, that could be a red herring. I don't know. Um, 
They and do so, love shooting stuff they don't use. Yeah, and I mean, it was and amazing. We know those could just be quick references to yeah. moments they're trying to pinpoint. Was this a moment that triggered something? Was like this flashbacks, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's incredible to read that. Like a lot of the the actors in this movie got fake scripts, mm-hmm. and they. Yeah. I mean, when you think about they, when you think about how they shot this movie and how everything was on a green screen, you know they. Like people could have been missing from scenes that you saw in the final cut of the movie being together in the scene. Sure. And it's like very sort of like, wow, this is a this is a crochet from hell, so to speak. Right. Like they're just like knitting all of these layers together and it is it's it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, just to think it is a three hundred million dollar budget. Yeah. That, that's, that, that, that's amazing that they made back in like yeah. two days mm-hmm. yeah they're not worried at all which no. is no bananas but like, it allows for the secrecy which the is other great thing, i don't want it to be ruined i don't all, all the speculation yeah that i read yeah. all the youtube nobody was right that's there was what captain marvel's in the soul stone so this that and i'm like yeah. <laughs> and captain america's gonna die yeah, yeah all this stuff yep oh yeah. i love how many people were wrong oh, i love it they were yeah. so sure <laughs> Is is very much like like kudos to Marvel for being able to pull that off because a movie this big, I mean, you inevitably will mm-hmm. get a leak somewhere, and maybe that's what actually happened. There was a leak, and then it just turned out to be like yeah. a red herring. I am really interested what the marketing is going to be like for Avengers Four because revealing certain things does they could just show us the original crew in the footage that they show us Mm -hmm. we've seen marvel movies be marketed with only the first 10 minutes of material before yeah so that wouldn't be too difficult but also on top of that uh the next spider-man movie comes out two months after avengers 4 really yeah wow all right that's the projected date at least july right yeah interesting yeah so it's how it's are they going to market that kick off yeah. the whole new? I mean, we know it's coming. We know it's coming. Uh-huh. A lot of people who saw Avengers Infinity War might not know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're I don't probably know assuming many... that Spidey's not going to die, partially because Sony won't let them. But, yeah. <laughs> but and I don't know how many people sit and go, oh, what are the future movies that are coming? I think. I think uh, most of the people just go for the ride. I think they I do. And I'd heard other people talk about how they had friends who only knew this was coming out like a month beforehand. And I'm just like, how is that possible? Like, we yeah. live in a different world. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, yeah, like, I mean, this is definitely. I mean, I have friends that are not comic book geeks or this, like, comic book movie geeks at all Mm -hmm. and they knew that avengers infinity war was coming and that it was going to be a big deal yeah like we marketed it based on like the pre-sale alone Mm -hmm. like people knew that it was a big deal yeah so i mean and the fact that black panther came out before this and caused such a ruckus in terms of nobody saw it coming to that extent and that you know uh, people were like socially aware of in the zeitgeist Mm -hmm. you know like people knew that marvel movies were a big deal like it just doesn't make any sense to me that somebody would be like oh i didn't know that this was coming out until like two weeks ago yeah that just sounds like a lie to me (laughs) yeah no it does it does uh so to start wrapping up and winding Mm. down here uh, I want to go over like some of the issues maybe you had or some of the highlights that you had. So issues first. Were there any like kind of glaring things that stood out to you as like, eh, I don't like this. 
You go first, Wolfie. Uh, I I I voiced my Black Widow issue, right? But, but the way her character looks, I don't know. There wasn't really anything that that made me go. Ugh. Yeah, I enjoyed the whole thing. I yeah. thought it was just it it was paced well. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed the movie. I mean, I've kind of voiced my gripes, um, sort of about like consistency in certain characters, mm-hmm. but. I mean, for the most part, I enjoyed the movie. There was one thing that did that stuck out to me literally a week, like like yesterday. It yeah. stuck out to me and it was like kind of annoying. So in the first fight scene with um, Cap, Widow and Falcon mm-hmm. and the two other Black Order mm-hmm. guys, Cap at the end, I think, is left holding like Corvus Glaive's. Weapon. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then later on. He has another one. Like, I mean, he could just have multiple weapons. He pulled it up. Oh, he did? Yeah. When they when they teleport it up, uh, it like goes flying out of Cap's hand and upwards. Yeah. Then I have no grace. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Other than the ones that I voiced previously, yeah. Uh my I mean, this is so minor, it's ridiculous that I'm even mentioning it, but I feel like I have to be at least somewhat critical of everything. Uh some of the characters didn't get as much screen time as I would have liked them to have. Namely Captain America Mm. and Groot. Yeah. Groot was kind of annoying in this one. Yeah. He was not as, he didn't play a critical role no. other than f- forming the handle for Stormbreaker. He's such a wonderful character, and yet he has not reached that point. Yeah. He's just in stuck. this adolescent, he's a normal yeah. adolescent that he's like slightly annoying in the background. Yeah. And I guess that kind of makes sense, but I would have liked to see him do more because he is like, I mean, he's fucking badass from yeah. what we've seen in like other Guardians movies. Yeah, and I think that if in the next one they're able to pull him out of where bring him back, he's mm-hmm. coming back as full grown. He's not coming back as as baby Groot or adolescent Groot. I think Groot's coming back like as full as grown Groot. I full grown so. Groot yeah. like pissed off full grown Groot. Yeah. Yeah, I think like to speak to that like, you know, how different characters didn't get as much screen time. Yeah. Like it to me, it goes back to sort of the power levels of characters, mm-hmm. you know, like we saw in um, Winter Soldier and in uh, was it Age of Ultron or Civil War. I think it was maybe Age of Ultron um, where like you see Captain America as the the featured character mm-hmm. and he's able to accomplish a lot mm-hmm. and he's. Like in terms of like, if you talk about it, like Dragon Ball power levels, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. like his power level is over nine thousand yeah. for that particular context, right? But then you put him into a greater context where you have people like like Thor, like Iron Man, juiced up with right. his new armor, and you have all these other feature characters. Cap tends to be washed out to a certain degree because at the end, he really just is a, a an abnormally strong dude. Yeah. Right? I mean, he does, but he has those standout moments, too, where, yeah. like, he is showing a power level, maybe, where he is, like, he's taking on the Black Order. He yeah. is preventing Thanos from closing his hand. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. He's like, oh, shit. There's so when he kinda, has to, there's more strength. Yeah. And it him. begs the question, like, why don't they feature him more? I yeah. Well, it's more for me. He's one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So I'd always like to see more of him. Yeah, I felt like he could have taken a maybe a more of a leadership role in this yeah. one because you like he is the leader of the Avengers. Like he has that role throughout the MCU and even in the comics. Mm-hmm. So to see him kind of just not as active as a leader uh was yeah, I can see how that would be a little bit disappointing. It was interesting too, although we'll definitely 
I'm sure of it, see some sort of resolution uh, moving forward to the next one. Cap and Tony never came into contact in this movie. No. Mm. So all those issues from Civil War are still there. Mm -hmm. So they're still sort of like not talking to each other, broken up a little bit. Yeah. They've never, they still, they just never bumped into each other in the entire movie. Because Bruce is the one that picks up the phone. Right. I mean, they didn't have time to deal with that. But now that the group starts out a little smaller, Mm -hmm. I feel like they're going to have the time to kind of deal with that. We'll see more of the Tony Cap thing. We'll see Nat and Bruce. Like those little yeah. things that they yeah. winked at, but didn't necessarily they tackle. Killed yet. off enough cast. They now exactly you, get the, you can bring it back to the the core issues. That's in, true. In the, in the core group, and the next movie won't be Thanos's movie. It will be the Avengers. I honestly think it'll be something called like Rise from the Ashes, something along those lines. Because mm. something like that would be a spoiler. It's just gonna say four avengers <laughs> four and we're all gonna be like ah you got us we the other creative for that. title i heard was avengers forever yeah no. <sighs> but hokey. that wouldn't be a spoiler no. title no so that's why i think it's something like rise from the ashes something that would yeah. literally spoil something from this movie now here's like a little sort of curveball yeah so like i'm sure you guys have heard at this point that Marvel has sort of finalized their acquisition of certain Fox properties, mm. which include other Marvel properties, mm-hmm. which includes the Fantastic Four, which is kind of like the cursed franchise, mm-hmm. so to speak, in terms of like comic book movies. Right. And if they were going to introduce something new, what better way to do it than with like an Avengers movie? Mm. Right. Yeah. I think they're dangerously close to the end of production, though, as far as shooting goes. Right. But I mean, I mean. Just it's a fun theory to think about. Yeah, like yeah. Avengers four, Fantastic four. Oh, the sure. Four is yeah. written like yeah, yeah. That you see the four, and it's maybe in the same font as the. Fan- I don't know. It's possible. It could happen. It's fun to think about. It is fun to think I, about. It, yeah, and it, there's so many. I mean, how do you pick? It's me somewhere where you have to pick and choose who you're going to bring in because mm-hmm. now you want to talk about a convoluted mess of. X-Men, Fantastic mm. Four, everybody. everybody. Yeah. I mean, God. I still wish my on brain some level that the Netflix heroes were integrated yeah. into the next Avengers movie. So I was reading about that. Like, uh, the Russos were talking to some high school in Iowa. Like, they were talking Which to Which is like where a, they like, also verified that yeah. the Soul Stone right. was. Yeah. So they're talking about it, and they were saying how that they were thinking about bringing the netflix universe of marvel characters Mm -hmm. into the movie but decided against at the last minute because it was just like what we said it's already a convoluted yes it is so for us to bring in more tertiary characters to sort of fill in some imaginary cracks you know Mm -hmm. like it's like a bit the other issue too so you guys have watched that i've only watched the mainstream the movies that Mm -hmm. let's call it the top tier and you get the next tier. Yeah, and there are the people mo- could be like who, all well, these who characters. Are these like, guys? I only know who Jessica Jones is because I watched the first episode because you told me to. Right. And I, I was otherwise I'd be like, who the hell? Is-? Like it would just mm-hmm. become like, oh my god, what what is? This? I feel mm-hmm. lost. I can't connect yeah. to this. But at the same time, if you see those people in trailers, guess how many more subscriptions yeah. Netflix is selling? Yeah, true. But also Disney is pulling away. I think. From, yeah, they're doing their own um, Yeah, because they'll be having their own service. Yeah, so yeah. they're pulling away from Netflix, so it, might, it doesn't make a ton of sense. But True. Yeah. Um, another one was that Hulk was noticeably absent, who is my favorite of mm-hmm. them all. Again, I understand why. We're saving him. Yep, He's they're coming. building up. to. I just missed his battle presence. 
Yeah. The Hulkbuster armor wasn't enough of a substitute for me. And, you know, they did mislead us with the trailer. They did. see that, that title shot. Yep, yeah. He's in there. you see him running in. You Absolutely. Know. Um, like, it, it kind of speaks to the Hulk's power level again. But mm-hmm. we saw it sort of canceled out by Thanos. Like, how he was just able to get the shit beat out of him in, like, five minutes. Mm. You know? Like, I mean, it shows us that there is an area above Hulk that exists mm-hmm. where there are enemies and possibly also protagonists that exist in this field namely captain mm-hmm. marvel thanos yep and anybody that comes later on down the line adam warlock who knows um but yeah i did miss hulk and i thought that the sort of the moments where he was they were trying to get him out but he kept childishly pulling back mm-hmm. and saying, no like i mean like i thought that was good for mark ruffalo mm-hmm. yeah. you know because he gets to be Mark Ruffalo slash Bruce Banner. It's providing right. us something to look forward to as well. Well, he did just know. do like a whole movie to his Hulk, so now he does a whole movie. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You know the Hulk's going to come out at some point. Yeah. So oh, God, we, yeah. You, we, now in the next movie, you're just going to be waiting for whatever that moment is where the Hulk just has the confidence again. Mm. Or the opening. Mm-hmm. The glove comes off. Something happens, and it's his opening, and he just takes it. Mm. And you give him this redeeming moment of, of just power and I was actually telling Volpe after we saw it that maybe this is the precursor for Grey Hulk showing up, Um, where their consciousnesses mm. actually merge, and we get the intelligence of Banner with the strength of Hulk, Uh and that's one of the keys to, like, not the keys to defeating, but that's, like, a major help on their side of the battle. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But wasn't Grey Hulk also not completely good? Like, he was not what you would think of as a hero per se, but um I don't I don't know all the yeah, all the background of Great Hulk per se. Uh, but MCU could interpret that as a, however they want to. Yeah. I'd be interesting to see it like how that manifests on yeah. screen. Because mm-hmm. Grey does get washed out in that sea of color pretty quickly. It does. So I mean I mean they could even well I don't know if they'd go this way, but they could also make him the Red Hulk just for color's sake. Uh, yeah. Even though Red Hulk is traditionally General Ross. Yeah. Right. And we know that General Ross exists or still exists. Right. Right. The one thread from that movie. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Well, it's funny because uh, there was this thing on, I think it was either BuzzFeed or something like that. They were talking about like the attention to detail in Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, they flash back to a shot of Hulk, I think from Ragnarok where you see a part of his chest where there is a sort of scar or a dent, mm-hmm. which is allegedly the scar or dent that he gets that abomination. from Abomination sure. in the Ed Norton movie. So if that is accurate, that's, that's amazing. True, that's amazing. Yeah, that's super cool. Uh, we talked about the weird timing a little here and there yeah. already. Um, and then with all the high-tech weaponry on Wakanda, where are all the vehicles and stuff that we've seen before. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, like, they're having this massive battle. Yeah. And they're whipping spears around. I know the spears are, like, vibranium. And they're a little more powerful. But, yeah. like, with all the high-tech stuff Wakanda has, they're fighting against, like, alien dogs. It's a very primitive fight. And, yeah, and they could way overmatch yeah. them if they really wanted to. Yeah. Like so you what s- are they doing? Like, you sort of see it a little bit in, like, the shields that they're right, able to, right. like, project. And, like, the fact that the the spears like killmonger says and they were shooting laser beams out of some of the spears and stuff yeah like killmonger says it in black panther like one of those spears is like a cruise missile Mm -hmm. you know so it kind of like that to me 
I was like, oh, yeah, these are obviously powerful weapons. But, yeah, like, I mean, they had those, like, dragonfly ship looking things, mm-hmm. like, from Black Panther that were. Yeah, there were things that from that we just saw yeah. that they're not utilizing. And all they, the only thing that you saw was, like, those personnel carriers that just. Yeah, they just dropped yeah. them off. And then like, you got a vehicle off. right there. <laughs> like, I'm sure that thing's got weapons on it. Yeah. Like, shoot something, you know. Use it. But, yeah. Sounds a little weird, but. Um, so issues aside, mm-hmm. highlights. What the are some of your favorite parts? Uh, the just the, the all the comedic moments. Yeah, just the interaction. I absolutely loved how they meshed everybody together, and then how the the characters' personalities mm-hmm. clashed or complemented one another. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was interesting that post credit scene made me realize how short of a time frame all this happened in Mm -hmm. because they're in a car just driving along they're like hey there's a an attack 10 times bigger than new york happening over wakanda oh my god everybody just disappeared like that quickly all of but i think that time was also a little off too like they're they're probably getting the alarms from it but yeah that battle might have all been with like within an hour or something the time frame was just very yeah it happened yeah so quickly that's true Um, i i I thought everything. The only thing I forgot to mention that mm-hmm. I thought was off with the budget for CGI. Did you guys notice how awkward uh, it looked when he was in the Hulkbuster armor, and you could just tell that his head was CGI'd into it? Uh, like, no, it wasn't each, that one. The only thing that stood out for me a little it CGI was to me, like he didn't fit. Proxima looked a little weird. Yeah, the facial. Yeah, movement. but Thanos looked in fucking incredible right which he had to because this movie yeah. relied on that and compared his to when we first saw him to this film oh my god yeah, yeah. unbelievable i mean yeah. i think they they nailed this this was i don't know that they could have done it any better yeah the length yeah. was just right the characters were great i feel like everybody got just enough time so yeah, yeah. i mean i'm excited to see what they did take out like right when the mm-hmm. blu-ray comes out what what was taken out like five additional hours of movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> this movie was actually four hours long enjoy there's like a bathroom scene with yeah. falcon and spider-man like um I mean, highlights yeah i i liked it i i like the entire movie um i like like volpia like the sort of the spice of it all like mm-hmm. with his little comedic interactions um I love one of the things that I loved was that they really highlighted Thor as being the sort of like God tier character that he's supposed to be mm-hmm. because we they kind of downplayed him. Yeah. Like you saw him in different like in the first Avengers movie, he got hurt. I mean, granted, he got stabbed by Loki, but, you know, and then like in Ragnarok, he was not the big boss that you thought he would be because obviously because of Hela and destroying mm-hmm. his hammer. Yeah. But like it seemed like with this renewed purpose with Loki dying and then getting his new weapon that he's somehow now like, like the sort of engine that drives the, the, the Avengers in this particular, not maybe not drive. That's not the right word, but you know, like he is sort of like one of the big hitters mm-hmm. in the, on the team. He's going to have the leadership role that he should as a God should have. Yeah. Like he's very, like this is very much solidifying him as a mm-hmm. God rather than just as a, like, and as guardian, mm-hmm. so to speak, um, is there any level of him getting Stormbreaker that undercuts the inner power theme of Ragnarok? Because oh, they had said that Mjolnir 
was really only used like he didn't need him as a conductor. It was just to channel. Yeah. Because Thor wasn't sure what he was capable of. Uh-huh. So then why does he need another weapon to wield more power when he's that strong the entire time? Yeah. I mean, I can understand needing it for the Bifrost. True. But it does kind of undercut a big theme of Ragnarok. Well, it kind of like, I mean, presumably you think about the Thor universe. Odin is the all father, right? Mm -hmm. He's the most powerful being in the nine realms. Yeah. But he still needed a spear. Yeah. You know, I guess each every king needs his weapon. And they even kind of impress that when uh, they meet up with Peter Dinklage and they say and he says, like, oh, this would be a weapon for a king. Right. You know, this would be. You know, and they call him Stormbreaker. But um like one thing that I did not notice before, but only noticed after uh the introduction of Stormbreaker was that um so in the comics Stormbreaker is not Thor's hammer. It's Beta Ray Bills. It's Beta Ray Bills. Yeah. And I didn't remember this until I saw the movie, but Beta Ray Bill is a reference that they made in Thor Ragnarok on the He's building. one of the heads on the building. He's one yeah. of the heads on the building. Yep. So he's obviously a part of this universe right so i like that they sort of dropped that in ragnarok and mm-hmm. now remind us again through the name of stormbreaker in avengers infinity war so um i like that something um, we could see in the future yeah. i don't i'm not holding my breath waiting to see beta ray bell but yeah i mean that's <laughs> such a weird character yeah but i mean <laughs> the fact that he is as powerful and as worthy as thor yeah. is kind of awesome yeah um i mean thanos like josh brolin for being as standoffish as he has been through the press junkets like it's so weird like just seeing him on like uh kimmel and um kimmel and like james corden and all yeah. these late night shows he's very much like oh i'm not into this nerd movie stuff but he did a fantastic job yeah he, as, he's amazing in it he's and, not in it he's playing two different characters yeah. in movies that come out a month apart you yeah. know it's like it's it's just like it, it blows my it. mind. Like it, he's he's kind of had a resurgence, I think. Oh you know, god, yeah. In terms of a career, I mean, he's putting on a movie pretty much every quarter, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm I'm super happy with the thing that the performance that he put on for Thanos. Um, I thought it was worthy of the character. You mm-hmm. know? Um, let's see, yeah, cool, good movie, yeah. Uh, I had some highlights that I put down just kind of in bullet points here. Uh, like Volpe, the line of rockets of Bucky. I'll oh, get that arm. That was that was like one of the best delivered lines in the yeah. movie, too. Uh, every time Thor calls Rocket Rabbit, mm-hmm. like we said before, I found that hysterical. Uh, the best entrance and music cue being Steve Rogers' debut, mm-hmm. like we said before. Uh, I loved, and we didn't mention this at all yet, Star-Lord's middle finger and going boom before oh, falling oh, into the yeah. portal Yeah, when fighting Thanos. He kind of like put the bomb on the back and then yeah. boom. That and, was awesome. And it was funny because they edited that out in like the trailers and the press for it. Yeah. But it was so poorly done that you knew that it was a middle finger. Yeah. It was so funny because I was watching the trailer. And I'm like, what does this mean? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, Doctor Strange battling Thanos on Titan. I mm-hmm. love that whole sequence. Yeah. Uh, not just because it shows how powerful Strange is, but visually it was just so cool. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite visual in the entire movie is when Thor originally comes in on the Bifrost, but then he like leaps up and you see all the dark clouds behind oh, him with yeah. his eyes glowing and everything. I was like, yeah. that was that was a comic book shot right there. Yeah. And it was so good. Man, that's Thor it. really had a movie. This was like he did. He did. 
It was a great movie. I enjoyed him more here than I did in Ragnarok. And I, and I put Ragnarok down. It's not that I don't like it. It's that it wasn't what I wanted. Mm. It's just too goofy. I but liked, I like I Ragnarok. Yeah, a lot of people do. I know I'm in the minority. Hey, I'm cold. <laughs> but uh, Infinity War, yeah. Friggin' amazing. Amazing movie. All right. Uh, we're going to get out of here before mm. we are as long as the movie itself. So please head on over to the newly designed geekgeneration.com to see everything else that we do over there. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can watch our live gaming podcasts, cooking, game shows, and more at twitch.tv slash thegeekgeneration. You can send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. Links to their site can also be found on our site. We'll be back soon with more geeky stuff for you, and we'll see you then. Later. Make it so.